Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. We've entered the early stages of an industrial age that has begun taming the wilderness across the world. And while progress brings solutions, it also brings new and more complex problems, and tends to pick at old wounds left unhealed. The first trains have begun to run in the north along with airships, but the long-ignored issues of stolen land, pollution, and deforestation have begun to fester, to name only a few. But our focus and our second story is on one small group of new allies and their own struggles and battles against a changing, dangerous world. Our particular window in time falls 500 years after the Calamity and the Great Shattering of Harris. With any luck, this story will resonate across time like the last. Christmas Fortune Mayor, a dodgy charlatan formerly of the Jade Street Crows Gang, but he doesn't remember that part of his life. With a five-year memory gap and having only recently rediscovered friends he'd forgotten, Christmas is suddenly on a dangerous path left by his former self. Thankfully, he's a master of charm, theatrics, and disguise, and when those don't work, he has found family that, whether he remembers them or not, will fight to the last beside him. Magda Renly, a professional mercenary and member of the revered title clan of Monster Hunters. With a wasting curse weighing on her shoulders that can't be dismissed by normal means, Magda has been left to search for an unconventional cure. Now, she's found herself with a group of allies she didn't ask for, and friends whose love she doesn't understand. Years of dealing with regret, ill health, and distrust have left her slow to ask for help. Noah Barago, a cheery alchemist from Reese's Ridge and son of a well-known engineer and apothecarist. Noah's upbringing was colorful, to say the least, leading to his expertise in potions and mechanical contraptions. He's out in the world to find new ideas and support the family business. But now, he's stumbled into a pile of issues that most rich kids from the suburbs just don't deal with. But in his own words, usually with a gun and a grin leveled at the current problem, don't you worry there, guy, everything's gonna be hunky-dory. Thustrak Wildborn, a wandering warrior from the Nathar clan and student of the runic battle traditions of the giant kin. Raised by folk who believed in the survival of the fittest, but refused to adapt to the modern world, Thustrak left the clan to seek outside knowledge to hopefully bring home one day. He is set on helping his people survive, even if they are stuck in their old ways and don't realize how badly they need his insight. We are live, y'all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I am your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and things are different now. Joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Tell us about yourself. Oh, oh, no. Okay, uh, I'm scared now. Um, I hi. literally asked about this before <laughs> we started. My, oh, my, uh, hi, my name is Astrid. Uh, I'm the author of the book called Perception Check. You can find me basically, yeah, there. You can find me basically everywhere at, at Astrid K. Writes. Perfect. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> hi, I'm Blake Wolf. You can, I've written like 12 
fantasy books, I guess. Um, you can find me at Blake R. Wolf on Twitter or BlakeRWolf.com. Yeah. Zach Gale. Hi, I'm the author of the upcoming book, uh, Some Empty Houses Might Really Be Haunted. You can find me on Twitter at Zachary G. Author and on ZacharyGAuthor.com. And Zach Coop. Hi, I'm Zach Coop. That's my Twitter. What is the secret to good comedy? This isn't... Delivery. Oh, it's Taylor, the section is. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, anyway, uh, and as I mentioned, my name is Taylor Wallace, Dungeon Master and Editor at one or one point or the other for these folks. Uh, you can find me at Taylor Wallace on Twitter. Make sure you misspell Taylor. You never find me. Uh, all of our links are on Linktree. Uh, they should be on screen or in the descriptions wherever you're watching or listening. If you are listening, uh, that link is uh, Linktree slash Co. And uh, if you like our stream and want to support us, you can check out our Redbubble link and keep an eye out for an upcoming book based on the op uh, opening of our Sleeper campaign set in the in-world year 200 UNAC and leading up to the founding of the Obsidian Collective, which if you've been following us for a while, you know who that is. Uh, the first book will follow the story of Jack, Sylphie, and Aether as they get into some shady mercenary work, meet some legendary figures, and get started on a dangerous path. Path? Path? I have a speech impediment. Uh, that'll cost more than they bargained for. Uh, we are nearing the end of writing and should have pre-order and release announcements before long. Now, that is over. As you have seen, things are different now we're gonna do intro and self-promo stuff up front because make it faster timing um that's oh it. my god um uh also we have a recap this time because taylor's actually prepared <gasps> uh so last game number 40 overtaken which has multiple meanings uh you guys went shopping you went to sundrakes you found some dangerous shit uh, you met up with Joseph Delarath from the Crows to drop the ripcords off for Tristan. Uh, Gwyn was having a very hard time uh, keeping her cool. You guys headed for Barrow and Legend Lord Leon Veneer, finding out that he was indeed the mole in the collective. He's a walker under the control of Marceline Nyland, who is under the control of Serena Octon of the Cult of the Eternal. Uh, you guys met up with Walter, Kit, Kenna, Ember, and Kai in Barrow. Uh, Kit revealed that he has recovered the core staff uh, that hasn't made an appearance uh, since the end of last campaign. You guys came up with a plan to deal with the Almodum issue uh, with the druids and possibly the help of the core, but Magda had Sala steal the core from Kit. Uh, which led to Sala having to be taken down to get it away from her. Uh, it might be Death second, maybe? You guys aren't sure you're in the Feywild? Uh, okay. It is evening uh, in Barrow. You guys are in Walter's Magnificent Mansion. Chris and Sala have hidden in their room, and the rest of the crew is in the mansion hall. Gwyn has walked away to think for a second. So... Assuming we're picking up very shortly after we ended last time, what are people doing? Do you guys want to take a second to, like, 
go off and think before you start interacting together or yeah what are you doing yeah magda is definitely like i don't know wandering might not be the right word but i don't know if she knows exactly where to go at this point but uh, Fustrak has sketched down the triskel in his like little journal, um, so and huh? I thought it was what? triskel. I I can't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, and uh, he's actually going to like I I assume that this has been a few minutes after everything has gone down. Sure. Um, he's probably going to try and find Christmas and Sala, make sure that Sala's doing okay, because he does have a healing potion on him if she needs it. I believe also, like, there was a significant amount of things that took place after Christmas and Sala left, because that's oh, yeah. the discussion yeah, with to Ember took that. place... The yeah, stuff with I was Phoenix trying to keep place, the so. recap short. Um, but yes, Kenna <laughs> took off with the core. Uh, Kit had already left, of course. Uh, Noah managed to put Ember on a potentially better path and make him uh, that made him abandon uh, chasing Kai around. But yes, you guys learned some stuff about Phoenix Knights, or at least Noah remembered that he knew some stuff about Phoenix Knights. There was some other stuff that happened in there, yes. Just trying to be concise, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was mostly just trying to say that, like, it has legitimately been several minutes. It's, since, it's been a hot yeah. minute, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would ask the house to take me to Christmas, basically. Okay. So, before, I don't know, Coop, do you want to do Christmas and Sala talking before or after Fustrak? Would Sala even be in a state of mind to have a conversation right now? Probably not for a little bit. Okay. I would imagine that as soon as we get to a room, he is just, like, getting her in the bed, like getting her into like not bloody clothes Mm -hmm. wrapping up especially like where she got hurt in the wrist um and basically just trying to make her comfortable so that she can relax i think it's fair to say that she's probably clinging to you um and sala in all things sala is generally silent there's like no loud sobbing there's no like full breakdown it's silent so when Fustrak does come you guys way led by a lit up path of green on the floor um, you are taken down the marble hallway up to the door of the room that Sala and Christmas occupied last time they were here Um, I would walk up carefully because if I hear them talking or if I hear like obviously Zach knows this but Fustrak doesn't um, mm-hmm. or like if I hear like Sala like really breaking down he's not going to knock but obviously I wouldn't hear any of that so I would just very gently knock on the door 
Knock, knock. Um, I just look toward Sala when I hear the door knock. Like, if she's okay Um, letting someone in here right now. She is... she, She looks up, and you can see, like, in the sort of dim of the room, like, there's still that, like, shimmer of tears in her eyes, but she looks toward the door, and she just gives you a silent nod. Okay. We'll get water. I will. behave. They said you can talk. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I will, uh, I'll go get the door and just kind of open it a crack. Hey, uh, Chris? Yeah. Um, Come on in. I'll open the door all the way for you to come in. I duck through the door frame. <laughs> how, um... How's she doing? Uh, I will... I mean, asking that, I'm just gonna look over at Sala again. Um, she has uh, sort of sat up and has her arms sort of wrapped around herself, uh, holding the uh, the wounded arm sort of close to her chest. And she looks over at Fustrak. She says, Um, great. You know, you're a surprisingly bad liar uh, right now. Oh, great liar. Yeah, but not right now. Do you need anything? No. Right. Uh, is she still bleeding? No. No, she wouldn't Okay. Be. Okay. I want to make sure the healing magic was enough to take care of that, because if not, I would definitely give her a potion. Um... Yeah, I I don't pretend to know a lot about what just happened. But um it sucked. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um You know, it's weird at points like this, you know, you try and be there for people that you care about, but words always kind of fail, don't they? None of that felt good. None of that felt right. And something feels wrong. Not just this. I mean, you know, like... I mean, I I tried to, you know, just 
kind of get you in a bear hug. But beyond that, like, it kind of just feels like shit keeps getting worse. Like, we keep getting, like, like two steps forward and one step back. And, I mean, honestly, this one kind of felt a little like three steps back. It... It was necessary. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to blame any of you for trying to stop me. Shut up. (laughs) No, I I don't think you would. You know, you would have done the same to us. And um, she looks between you and Christmas and she says, I just, I just want to make one thing perfectly clear to you boys. Don't, don't hate her for this. Please. I mean, she did what she thought was right. The ramifications of it weren't great, but she did what she thought was right. I've done some really stupid, well-intentioned things myself. Thinking that I knew better. So, I'm, I'm not... I don't want everything to fall apart over this. I'm I'm not worth breaking this group apart for. I mean, it kind of seems like since we came into the Feywild, there's been a string of bad decisions on everyone's part at some points or another. I think that started before the Feywild. I mean, yeah, you know, like, none of us exactly have the best decision-making habits. Yeah, honestly, it started before we even came together as a group. I don't know. A lot of my choices prior to that were fairly solid. You know, there there was a beheading that I did that didn't didn't really go to plan, but, uh... I guess it kind of worked out in the end. Fusarek, we need to talk about your jokes. I mean, it wasn't entirely a joke. We all fuck up. I, I'm dealing with my own shit. Definitely talk to... Uh, Ross about some stuff that uh, probably shouldn't have been uh, suggested. We all got shit to work through. But you know, all that we can do is kind of the best that we can with uh the knowledge that we got and work to do better, I guess.
thank you for uh, coming by. Yeah. And if either you all need anything, like I know the house kind of does whatever the hell you want it to do, but don't hesitate to ask. I will uh, help in any way I can. Um, I actually wouldn't mind a minute just to talk with um, Sala. Can you... There is actually something you can do. Can you check with Noah to see if he has anything that'll help people sleep? I don't... With... Yeah. I mean, Sala being Elvin, I don't know how much good it would do, but Lord knows I'm probably going to need something. I mean, I got the lady's favor. That that usually does a real good. That's a joke. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. There's been enough of that bullshit tonight. I'm not. You gonna... actually get a teeny tiny little like airy chuckle out of Sala. She's just like, oh god. <laughs> do you need to work on your jokes? I um. I uh, I'll yeah I'll speak to him. I'll uh, I'll see if I can track him down. You two uh, have a relaxing and hopefully less traumatic rest of your night. And then I will take my leave and I will go to find Noah. Um, before that, I want to have a brief conversation with Sala. Um, oh. I will, I'll just kind of move over towards where she is at the bed and just sort of like take a knee so that I'm at her level. Fuck, I'm gonna cry. Oh, buddy! <laughs> That's Ash's job. Yeah. Uh, this is Ash's fault. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's the one I won't say another word about it the whole time uh, <laughs> out of character yeah yeah <laughs> um if you'll forgive me I just it comes naturally but I just I can't be Christmas right now You're gonna make me cry. Alright. <laughs> um you... Sala Sala sort of leans uh forward on her knees in front of you. And she reaches out with her free arm to just sort of run the back of her hand over your cheek. You you say that you're not worth breaking this group up over, but I'm telling you with everything I have that if you asked me to leave with you right now I would do it in an instant no well if you ask me to stay then I'm staying there's too much at stake there's too much good we can do I I 
I always have a plan. There's always something I can do. Always. And in that moment when you turned and you started running, you didn't run to the door, you ran to me. And I, I had nothing, nothing I could do. My, my magic is spent. I'm not strong, I'm not fast. And I had nothing I could do. And maybe in hindsight, being what it is, maybe I would have just gone with you. Just taken you and, and run. But instead, I just... Leon said that the Ace of Spades, it knows it's... It knows the intentions of the person wielding it. And the only thing I could think of in that moment was help. Help me help her. I don't know if I even drew that gun by choice, but I did. And I hurt you. And I told myself that's something I would never do. Ever. You didn't do it just to hurt me. I know. That's the difference. It's it's like it's like pulling a tooth. A little pain now stops a lot more later. If, if I if I'd gotten away from you all I mean I wasn't myself I don't know what would have happened I I'm, I'm almost afraid to think of what could have happened This whole thing, it's not worth it to me if you're not there at the end of it. So, I, I would insist that I'm not that important, but I know you're going to disagree with me the whole time.
please listen to what I said. Don't hate her. I'll be back. I'm gonna go find Fustrock to see what he has. Okay. Alright. Fustrock, you went off to find Noah. <sighs> sure, sure, de diddly did. <laughs> <laughs> we need some levity. Help us, Noah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is all he does, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm somewhere. Last the... I knew, you were outside. Yeah. Um, I mean, if the door doesn't close, I'm just going to hang out outside because everybody's being like emotional and stuff. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I would probably head outside then. Okay. Yeah. You head out to uh, the lakeside of Barrow. Oh, hi there. Are you, I was gonna say, are you just like right outside the door? No, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, to give you an idea of uh, sort of the place you guys are in, because I realized that you guys kind of brushed through it last time. Uh, the Barrow Lake uh, is pretty small, but uh, it's one of those like deep spring lakes that you can sort of see the hundreds of feet down. Uh, the gigantic fish, very, very kitschy to keepy. Um, and uh, it is surrounded on all sides uh, by cattails, which then sort of gives way into sandy, uh, sandy uh, shore around the edges, and then gives way into clover and then tall grass, and, and then eventually to the forest itself. Being that this is a mountainside lake, uh, there is a small creek that sort of drains off down the uh, uh, foothills toward the town that you guys pass through. Uh, but it is evening, so it's getting to later twilight. It, the light is almost gone. And uh, a clear, starry sky greets you. I am standing at the edge of the lake, uh, skipping stones. Oh, nice. Wistful. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking. Hey, Noah. Oh, hi. Skip, skip, skip. My dexterity um, is 20. I'm really good at skipping stones. There's just some kid on the here. other side getting whacked with rocks. Yeah, it's a Hercules <laughs> scene. Every time the stone goes the other side, there's like a new dead bird. Just like, <laughs> and like oh, well. Got another one. Um, Can I... Uh... Got a question. You got anything that might uh, help Sala sleep? Maybe Chris, too? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I can make something. Alright. I, uh, I popped in on him and she's definitely uh, shaken up and surprisingly much more worried about Magda than her. Mm. That sounds about right. Most people yeah. are having a hard time focus on others because it's easier than facing your own problems. Well, damn! I didn't come here to be called out. <laughs> uh, I can just I can just go back in. 
<laughs> Why, is there something that you're worried about? Oh, I mean, there's, you know, generally just our continued survival. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I... Oh, I've I've fucked up a couple of times and since we've been here, and I have not particularly enjoyed it. I say as I have a very creepy doll on my uh, on my belt that one hundred percent is not cursed at all. No, for sure not cursed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not cursed. Definitely not going to stab someone in the night. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Just the whole thing with Callum, I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy it and I have the feeling that running into my dad uh, the other night had quite a bit to uh, do with kind of how I feel about people running into pieces of shit from their life. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you... Uh... You guys are allowed to just leave that stuff behind. You don't... He doesn't have to be your dad if you don't want him to be. Yeah, but then who's gonna be? I don't really think you're ever quite ready to... lose a parent. No matter how... shitty they were. You know, you don't... There's still things that you learn from them. There's still things you carry from them. You know, until you got some sort of surrogate for it, which, I mean, honestly, at this point, I just want your mom to be my new dad. Um, I mean, she's <laughs> she's already <laughs> mom and or dad or whatever to everybody else, so... Yeah, that's very true. She's so exceptionally sweet. I, I can definitely... I see where you get it from. I think uh, I think Chips is the only reason she didn't adopt every baby she's ever seen, so. I mean, it kind of seems like she's still trying to do that, just vicariously. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. that was a big word for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, now she only likes to adopt people who are older because they usually know to stay out of the way. Uh, when Chips is making things because, you know, if the birds are anything to go by, we don't want a baby wandering around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have the feeling that a baby with a peg leg, while adorable, (laughs) would would probably complicate that baby's development a little bit. Yeah, maybe. You never know. She's pretty good at building stuff. Maybe she could make one. Yeah, maybe. Put a little wheel on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ash's face. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Chris, the inventor of the one rollerblade. <laughs> oh my god. It's just a rollerblade, but all the wheels are on a shin so that a baby can still crawl around. Yes, you know? perfect. I love that. Oh my god. How uh, how have you been doing? Because I know you were you were having a bit of a rough time while while Chris was uh, 
on involuntary vacation? Uh, I mean, now that that's all fixed, I'm not... It seems... Uh, I'm fine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I... You know, we took care of that, and now we're trying to take care of other stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems fine as it can be. I was like, I don't have feelings. I don't even think about feelings. <laughs> I don't even think about feelings. Uh, I, I bottle I, that shit like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a there's the YouTube took a channel that's cinema therapy. I would absolutely love for them to look at Noah Barago yeah. uh, oh and be like, okay, let's diagnose this kid. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor. Uh-huh. Uh, hashtag please be a sponsor. <laughs> well, it'd be so great uh-huh. to get Jono and uh, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Alan to look at this stuff. Anyway. Well, uh, you know... I'll share with you kind of something that I've learned, and it, it doesn't really work for everybody, but there's, you know, we're doing everything we can to try to get things done. We're making the best decisions we know how to make, and we're doing what we can. And if we, there's only so much worrying that we can do that is helpful and then after that it just holds us back so instead of uh, losing myself in the worry about it I just try to put on a smile and keep going because if we're all going to die doing this I'd rather do it happy god damn it Coop Yeah, I mean, you know, most of the things that concern me, I usually just try and smash them with a hammer. Is that helping so um, far? I mean, you know, it definitely would have saved us about the worry uh, with Tristan if it had worked. Um, but sometimes it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, you looking know? at our track record, it seems like we just talk everybody out of everything. That's kind of true. Uh, it, it's kind of like by You're doing by, pretty good so by, far. By by fighting or friendship, we like you will no longer be Ooh, a worry good for t-shirt. us. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, out of all the people that we've actually had to kill, like there haven't been that many, and uh, yeah, they really haven't. It's been surprising. We've only done it when we didn't have another choice, and I think. This was one of those situations where if we would have let Sala get out of here, she would have created another fire that we'd have to put out. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. We don't get paid enough to for for that. We don't get paid anything. This yeah, I make no, less money on this than I do in the shop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, I've made way more money doing this so far, just mm. from you know selling shit. But I have borrowed more money from my parents than I think I've ever borrowed in my life. 
Well, I guess we know what you're going to be paying off. Uh-huh. I don't know. You probably carried a little bit of, uh, a little bit of debt relief from, you know, rescuing your mom and hmm. helping your dad, you know. I'm not worried about it. They're, they're from Reese's Ridge. They are too polite to ask for the money back. We need to go there at some point, because, I mean, honestly, it sounds pretty damn delightful, and I really just, I really want to go there at some point. I mean, we can go there anytime. Vacation plans. Yeah. <laughs> Vacation's all I ever wanted. And instead you found adventure. You've been to a beach one time and you accidentally beheaded an innocent person. Not sure accidentally. Did. Was not yeah, it was, it was true. That was actually done entirely on purpose. Well, yeah. but he thought, he thought she was not innocent. So uh-huh. I guess when yeah. there's the accident part. It's still yeah. murder. Thought you were no, evil, sorry. 100%. Um... Hey, um, did you happen to see where uh, that phoenix went? Uh, it flew in a direction. Which direction was that? Flew in a direction. You're muted. Yeah. Northeast. Uh, yeah, it went northeast. Um, isn't... <sighs> was Did the phoenix show... Um, Fustrak the Triskelion? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Okay. carved into the it floor. You threw it on the floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, it drew this symbol on the floor, which seems to have to do with Morrigan, but at the same time, it's a bird, and I don't speak bird. So Can it kind of did a poor job of explaining it. It kind of just looked at Christmas and Sala and then tapped at this and then it left. Can I so. do a religion check? Yeah. On that? Okay. Guidance. Oh, that's terrible. <clears throat> Ten. That's Triskelion, all right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, you don't have the sort of breadth of knowledge that Christmas does, but you do know that that's not the symbol of the Sealy Court, at the very least. Mm-hmm. That's the Triketra. Uh, well, that's, uh, it's cool that the bird knows how to draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Oh, I learned its real name, if you want to know it. I would very much like that. I, that could be kind of handy when I talk to Morgan about this. Yeah. Uh, the bird's name is Ethvara. And uh, it, from what I could pick out, it looked like uh, Ember was a chosen person of the Phoenix, like to be a knight. A Phoenix knight is what they call him. Is that anything that I would have heard of? Uh, well... Make me a history check with advantage. A history check with advantage? Mm-hmm. Way ahead of you. Oh, God. Neither of those was good. I got a six. Um. The other one would have been a three. 
I mean, you did get a letter once from somebody about something to do with a phoenix and a knight. That's true. I should probably review that letter. Yeah. It's shocked that you don't remember it. I was also reading it when we were having writer's group, so... That's very true. I was a little rushed. I'll pull out all of my wet towels. I will... I will have to look into that, because uh, ever since Ethvara uh, saved me, you know, I keep being able to do some weird shit that I couldn't do before. And I wonder if that might have something to do with it. Uh, would, would what I know about Phoenix Knights match what Foostrack is experiencing? Uh, anyway, um, sorry, cats messing around. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do know that Phoenix Knights are usually marked in some way, but you don't know the specifics. Hmm. Um, and you don't know if Ember was marked. Spoiler, he is. Uh, but uh, I know he's marked. No, I mean physically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, most people will have a mark when they're touched by a phoenix. Touched by a phoenix this season. Yeah. Coming well, to you live they, the ABC family. They should um, not be confused with people who have been saved by a phoenix. A phoenix knight is specifically chosen. Yeah. I mean, you, you have identified this mm -hmm. and like you know gestures to the phoenix uh, scar so I mean you know there's I got a letter uh, regarding uh, some information on uh, on them from the guild of the gate and uh, actually from a uh, Alice, well, nope, that is, okay, Kaladir, yeah, that's a separate letter. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, but there wasn't a lot from Keladir in terms of Phoenix Knights, to my knowledge. Maybe it was from the Guild of the Gate. Um, uh, Pilgrim's Pass and the Calamity, Mark of the Phoenix. On a handful of Aladrin children. Uh, I don't like that. What? There's a whole lot of Fey information in here that I'd fucking forgotten, like Titania offering to uh, rebuild a uh, village that burned down in return for a phoenix egg. Yep. Yeah, mm. don't like that. Which letter don't is like that? that. Uh, this is the uh, one from a Broderick uh, Thalamel, the archivist from uh, the Guild of the Gate. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Uh... Roderick! Oh, Chosen Champion, Loyal, Brave, and Kind. 
So, if you come into a person <laughs> uh, bearing the mark of the phoenix, it may be worth checking to see if it's a tattoo. Um, it may speak to their character if such a bird revived them. Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking to Morgan uh, about this, because uh, I mean, it drew a symbol that's associated with her, and uh, yeah, she might have a bit more information, because I don't speak elemental bird. Uh-huh. I mean, me neither. Although it yeah. seemed to understand me just fine. I mean, you know, the, she don't have vocal cords, I suppose. At least not the same way we do. Yeah. Hmm. She just kind of screeches. Uh, <laughs> while um, while we're talking, I'm going to take out a few things and start making like a, a pill or a potion or something to help those two idiots sleep. <clears throat> to help those two idiots sleep. PTSD yeah. is a hell of a thing. Uh huh. It's a hell of a drug. Basically, I'm just making them like THC tablet. Dope. And thus, prescription literally. drugs were invented. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> prescription marijuana. Uh, prescription panna. I'll take one oh of these God. twice. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do That's that. That's how the opioid crisis starts now, Lauren. Yeah. That's what I'm going to start. You guys thought I was a good guy. Uh, for the sake of Scarface, <laughs> for the sake more of uh, viewers, listeners, um, the letter Fushrock is referring to uh, was gotten for him by Lieutenant Tom Dane uh, from the Guild of the Gate, uh, from Archivist uh, Broderick Talamel. and uh, basically Broderick mentions that. There's a few things that might fit what Fustrak was talking about. One of them being something called Peacock Crest, uh, mentioned in a history of the Order of the Aurora Plate. Uh, one that is the Phoenix Crest, mentioned in Fay, Fire, and Flood by Septus Gradio. Uh, Mark of a Phoenix, mentioned in a research journal by Count J.Q. Emilier, which was written during his uh, journeys in the Feywild. Um, and basically in the story of the Mark of the Phoenix, uh, he mentions that a number of Eladrin children had such a mark after going through a cataclysmic fire, uh, that destroyed their village. Um, and, uh, Mark of the Phoenix also mentioned by Lord Laramir Soldan. Uh, who basically said that a champion uh, carrying a shield depicting a phoenix and had a mark upon his chest uh, and he was known for being particularly stubborn, loyal and humble uh, basically the thing that all of these stories have in common is that the carrier of a phoenix mark is usually somebody innocent uh, brave kind or loyal or some combination of all of those basically things that would be of interest to a phoenix good aligned 
Um, mostly, mostly. Because uh, I, I have Ember's character sheet, you guys. I think <laughs> Kai, I consider chaotic to neutral good. Um, but she doesn't. I mean, from what Noah knows about phoenixes. They choose people that they think can do good for the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person themselves is like wholly good. So anyway, yeah, that's the gist. Do I need a roll for sleeping pills? Um, yeah. Zequil. Okay. Guidance. <laughs> alchemy check. Oh, using my alchemy tools? Yeah, you're brewing a thing. Oh hell yeah! I forgot. Um, that's gonna be... Well, I rolled a natural three, but it's a dirty 20. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much while you guys are talking, like, Noah's just, like, got a mortar and pestle and a bunch of different tools, and while he's talking, he's just like, you know, bud, you gotta think about these things, and just, like, pushing stuff together, and just swelling it all, and then he condenses it all into little, like, caplets... And done. Yeah. While he's doing that, I try to skip stones, but I'm not good at it, so I'm just hucking <laughs> rocks. You I'm know, just taking like like fist-sized rocks and just chucking them into the lake. Wow. <laughs> if you get as into like the 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 numbers and and shit as I do, and go to sites like RPG Bot and whatnot. They have like a whole like meta of character creation in Dungeons and Dragons. And Noah is just proof that they are 100% right when they say that Artificer is the best class in Dungeons and Dragons. The fact that you can roll a three and be like 20 uh, actually, is no. just yeah. actually yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's basically just legendary resistance at that point. Right. Like, <laughs> legendary skill. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else for you two? I don't think so. I'll give Noah a good pat on the back as we uh, head back in for for the the advice. Yeah, any yeah. any time. I'm so good at advice, you guys. <clears throat> Somehow Noah uh, is the most and least mature of all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it comes with the territory of being a mostly unbroken boy up until he met you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, unless anybody else has anything they want to do specifically this evening, um, we will zoom through the night because I got some shit on the fucking docket. When oh, well, you mean like Flameheart? That, oh, I have so much more than just Flameheart. Are that, you kidding me? So that answers one of my things. I'll metagame one of these. and yeah. But when Fustruck does show up with those, um, I will say um, uh, it... It might not hurt to to bring a couple of these to Magda. Yeah, I can um, I can do that. Um, by the way, I was just Chris, in the background, like tapping out another line of code <laughs> for another <laughs> person. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, we don't have to do this right now, um, but at some point in the future. Um, the, um, that spell that you use to look into Leon, would you mind doing it on my Phoenix mark? Uh, 
Um, Again, not not now, but yeah, um, at some point in the future. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, Fustrak. Um, part of the reason why I need to get sleep is because I need to sort of recharge the the magic batteries because um, I am afraid for the safety of Roan and Keladir. And uh, if I am with the Cult of the Eternal uh, and I already have Leon, my next target is going to be... Well, I mean, it's like I found out. It's it's Flameheart and, and Roan. And I'm, I think Flameheart's pretty much in the clear based off of what I found out. But I desperately need to see if Roan is okay. That's the great thing about future. It don't mean today, tomorrow, or even the day after that. Just someday. It's a, no, we, we have more important things to take care of, and I'm going to be talking to Morgan about it, too. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on the list. And Christmas right. will close the door, and I will, I'm going to actually make a list, because, oh boy... <laughs> Uh, All right, so. And I'm going to head to Magda <laughs> to give her sleeping pills. Okay. Sleeping coke. I'll force feed them. <laughs> I'll just open up her mouth and like pop it way back in there. And yeah, like, her mouth like how I give her shot pills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep her mouth shut. I'll just like wrap it up it. in a piece of cheese for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sprinkle it on our food. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, do, do we want to play that out, or does Fustrak just leave it for her? I was going to leave that up to Magda. I uh, just leave it for me. Okay. Okay. So, uh, with all of that, you guys finally all settle in for a relatively safe, relatively peaceful night in Walter's mansion, seeing as it's disconnected from the Feywild. And, you I'm know, sleeping in the library. Okay. Okay. Just yeah, you don't see FYI. Gwen for the rest of the night. Um, but, uh, oh God, what do I get at first? Uh, what, what does your heart tell you? Well, Magda. Um, uh. So during during the night, uh, if you do, do you take the sleeping pills? Yeah. Okay. So you manage to get a pretty good rest. Uh, but in that, um, like with some sleep aids, it comes with some vibrant dreams, mm-hmm. which m- most of which are non offensive. Most of which are just kind of. Ooh, colorful, like crazy dreams, being in the Feywild and seeing nymphs and shit. Um, put so much hibiscus in that, you're gonna yeah. have night terrors the whole hibiscus. <laughs> yeah, uh, but by the time you wake up in the morning, feeling pretty, pretty well rested, there's only one dream that sticks with you. All the other ones just sort of fade the way they usually do. Um, this one has no visual to it. It's just nothing. But you do hear a familiar voice, but it sounds like it's far away. You hear Lorcan saying, Magda, 
Where did you go? I can't see you anymore. He can't see you anymore. What? Don't... What, what, what? I don't know what you did, but... Don't leave me. I promise I can still be useful. Oof. And that's all you get. But that's a callback to campaign one. Uh uh-huh. wait. From what? Wait. Alistair. I don't remember. Remember when he was begging for his life like I am still useful? Oh, oh yeah. I can be yeah. of use. Yeah. That's scary. That's all you get. That's all you get. But Magda, you will wake up in the morning uh, finding Gwen sort of sitting at the end of a couch near you, just sort of slumped against the uh, the arm and back like into the corner, looking like she didn't really get much sleep. Uh, you know, there's a cozy bed you could have slept in. Yeah, yeah, I do. Eris, you fucking face. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say, I guess. And you see her sort of lean forward with her arms resting on her knees. She says, I, um, I spent a really long time last night thinking about what I was going to say to you. Um, because I'm pretty sure it's obvious that I'm not okay right now. Uh, so, listen. Um, I need to say some things and I need you to not interrupt or argue until I'm finished. Between being back in the Feywild and in Amadathelion and walking Jade Street, seeing Josen, dealing with Tristan, now this, I feel like I'm about to explode. And you don't need that right now. Nobody does. So just listen for a second. Um... Let me start by saying that I believe you had the best of intentions. I can absolutely understand why you didn't want Kit to have the core, why you wanted to send Sala after him to get it. And I don't blame you at all for trying to get it away from her when she was going to run. But you have to understand, Magda, this is my sister, my little sister. My parents' little girl. My partner in crime for years. My adventuring pal. My ride or die. My Sala. If you had sent anyone else after Kit, I wouldn't be this angry. But if it were anyone other than you who had done it, I would have chased them back to the realm gate. 
I'm at a very difficult impasse here. The woman I love just endangered my closest kin. But even worse than that, Magda, you were all forced to attack her. I froze up and I couldn't... I don't blame any of you for trying to stop her and save her from the core's influence. That's not what this is about. But my little Sala had to watch all the people she trusted turn on her. The love of her life had to shoot her down. I can't imagine what Chris must be feeling, much less Sala. And it was all because you sent her to get the core when she didn't understand what might happen. You're obviously the most unknowledgeable about the Heidelin staves and the whole story. You knew the core was dangerous and that's why you wanted to take it back, but you didn't warn Sala about it. I, I don't know how they work and I, I don't know if gloves would have saved her or something else, but you sent her and she paid the price. I'm not going to sit here and blame you for uh, everything that happened. And again, I'm not going to blame anyone for trying to attack her and stop her. But next time you have a dangerous idea like that, do it yourself. Or if you need someone else to do it, tell them the stakes involved. Sala didn't know. I didn't know, but you must have known there was a big risk. Everything else aside, all I ask is you just tell us things before you enact a dangerous plan like that one. And promise me that you will never put my little sister in harm's way without telling her the stakes again. She's here to help us, and it's dangerous and risky, I know that. But just tell her the risks. I love you. I do. Don't ever fucking do that again. Okay? Okay. I... I didn't want... Sometimes I just think about doing what's necessary first and I don't really think everything through. I respect that you were trying to solve a problem and solve it quickly. And I... I understand your concern about Kit. I honestly wasn't entirely comfortable with him having the core either, but I, I've already said everything that I needed saying. I don't need to rehash it, but uh, I am sorry. I'm, I'm not the one who needs any apologies. 
I love you too. And uh, Gwen reaches out and she actually pulls you into her lap and sort of uh, settles her arms around you and rests her head on top of yours. And there is there's a real tension about her, but Gwen is also the kind of person who you know that she's measured and she tries not to hold on to like negativity and grudges and even even for all her like threatening Callum like you know she would have never done anything without your say so and um this is another instance of her just sort of trying to hold it together especially with everything else happening and um she kisses the top of your head and she says there's so much shit happening right now. You know, in the past week, I don't know if it's been a week anymore, I don't know what fucking day it is now, but I got rescued from a train after being tortured. We've been across the entire world with Lauren. We've been into the Feywild. We've dealt with gods and Archfey, and it's a lot, Magda. I know. I was always supposed to be the strong one back when. It was the original croaks, but I don't feel very strong. I can't even beat someone in my own party. Well, there is a story that I read long time ago about Silas and Marin Veneer and about how they said that when one of them was feeling weak the other one would be strong so I can be the strong one right now I think I'd appreciate that. I mean, I am pretty scrawny, you know, I don't have the big guns like you do, but there's you know. different kinds of muscles. <laughs> yeah. But I um well Chris was asleep last night. Sala came out and talked to me. And she wants to talk to you at some point today. Yeah, I'm good. I don't think you have much to worry about, but just remember she's my little sister. I mean, of course. I'm not gonna say anything to her that's like, I'm basically gonna grovel beg for forgiveness so you know real uh 
real pathetic shit, so don't worry about it. Sala is... Well, you'll find out. But I, um... I haven't seen anything that would suggest Flameheart or Karth have arrived, so... I'm going to go take a very long nap. And... I did, uh, there was, yeah. there's something concerning. Yeah. Uh, oh God, this right is something now. new. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate. Well, I don't think it's unfortunate. I think it's good. Um, yeah. I've been dreaming about, uh, Logan recently. Okay. But I don't think it's just dreams. The more vivid. And last night, he said he couldn't see me anymore. That Sav couldn't see me anymore. That Sav... What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. He said he didn't know what changed, but... I'm I'm not a magic person. I have no idea how any of this works. I don't... Do you think... I don't know how to do fucking magic. I don't know what's going on either. The only thing I can think of is Noah gave me that fucking potion that knocked me out on my ass, but I don't think it has anything to do with that. I mean, if it does have to do with the doll. The doll? That fucking thing? I mean, didn't they say that's what it does? Hold on. Let me (laughs) go look up what you said about the fucking doll. Doll, 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 doll. Also, that to answer your ago. question, Coop, yes. That's what I thought. I was like, this is a hell of a time to bring that up. Yep. Uh, Where's the fucking doll? It's the, called the effigy. Um, yeah. Oh, the effigy. Okay, yeah, I did see it there. Okay, according to blah, 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 and his kids. Uh, I literally so bought this for Magda. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> uh, I didn't think he was scrying. I thought it was something else. Like. I mean, I, I he just said that it blocks you from being scene, which you assume would also mean scrying, but like it says, would require an identify to learn more. That fucking thing actually was. Yeah, do identify until someone tells me to. Yeah. Fustrak doesn't know any better. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well, for some reason, Lorcan can still talk to me. I don't know. He just can't see me. I don't know why that would be. But that is potentially an advantage. I mean, yeah. If we summon him, he won't know it's coming. Which means Sav won't know it's coming. Oh. 
to go take a nap. My brain's okay. not working right now. Okay. Uh, tell me if you find anything else out from the others. Magic is not my thing. Okay. Cool. Will do. Look, love you. I have. To- oh, oh, that's weird. Look. Did you actually see like the <laughs> smile spread across your face? It says. Yeah, that's the first time I've said that, isn't it? Yeah. Do you not see like all the color drain out of my? Well, I don't have a lot of color on my face, but <laughs> you don't love you don't. The um, color white. Yes. Yeah. Magda just becomes transparent. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even need a spell to I'm cast invisible. invisibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, the L word will do it. Mm-hmm. Lesbian. Lesbians. <laughs> uh, but she she looks down at you and she says. Well, I picked a fuck of a time, but, um, it's honest. I kind of told myself that I was never going to say that to anyone ever again. You don't have to. I mean, it did already, so that bandage is already ripped off. Well, you shouldn't feel like you have to. Well, but if it's, like, Magda, true... Magda, shut up. And she kisses you. And she sets you back on the couch and gets up and just sort of runs her hands over her face and back through her hair. She says, I don't have time for an emotional breakdown right now. I need a bed. Hey. You talk to your friends. Wake me up if something stupid happens. And she walks away. Hey. Wakes her up in five minutes. Uh, Gwen? I mean, obviously, that's not inaccurate. Something stupid <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Noah, oh, I have a thing for you, buddy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, as you're poodling around with your potion set, um, yeah. oh, is it morning? Do yes. I, is this what I, this is my morning routine? Cool. I guess. I'm going to make another, um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do something different this morning. Uh huh. I'm gonna Egg see. Egg waffles instead of pancakes. Guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Put see if I can. Throw an egg in that Just... batter. Oh my god. Shut up. <laughs> so I have the potion of uh, frost breath that I yes, bought. Yes, you do. I would like to reverse engineer it mm. so that I can. Or try to recreate it by reverse engineering it. Make me an alchemy check. Cool. Guidance. <laughs> that's just wow. the symbol of guidance now. I feel yes. like that's going to be your campaign three tattoo. Just guidance. Or campaign Guide, three tattoo. Yeah. Just guidance. Uh-huh. Oh no, he yeah. used it a lot yeah. in uh, campaign one. He did. 26. Jesus. Um, so you would understand that this potion, nine. that there, there, are, there are two ways to make a potion of frost breath. One is to actually uh, capture and distill the breath of a frost dragon. Um, the That's other is to get uh, ice created by a dragon's frost breath and use that as the base of your potion. It's okay. a rather rare thing to find, 
but frost breath is easier to do than fire breath at the very least. Um, you can also do it with any ice breathing dragon scale. So Ooh, you need the okay. right materials, but you do know how to make this. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my recipe list. Potion of frost breath. <coughs> okay. Um, okay, and I'm assuming I can't make another potion or anything. Just the reverse engineering was what I could do today. I would say in your morning routine, yeah, you managed that. Okay. Okay, cool. But, That's what I did. Uh, as you're sort of finishing up and like uh, the phantoms are taking away dishes and you're putting all your stuff away, um, you see in front of you a line appear in the air and a pop as not the sort of golden-ish Vodro scroll you're used to, but a dark, dark, like, slatish blue Vodro scroll drops in front of you. And you actually recognize this type because your family has used them before. These are what are known as classified scrolls, which means that after you read them, they burn. Ooh. You cannot resend them. They're just gone. Okay. Um, um, yeah. But you now have a scroll in front of you. I am going to uh, yeah I'm going to read it okay let me fucking read you the message from Vesper uh, it Ooh, is Vesper. addressed to you of course but uh, it also has the date marked DF 7th which means <laughs> oh no <laughs> then you guys realized because to you it should be DF 3rd uh, yeah uh, but it says, DS Seventh, uh, from Vesper, I almost can't believe what you've written, Master Barago, but at the same time, it makes so much sense. Leon is the most difficult to get a read on out of perhaps all of us. Kaladir just reached out to me saying that you informed her as well, as did Flameheart. We three have begun the process of exhaustively vetting our fellow Lycari, and I can confirm at this time that none of the eight of us have any suspicious magical bindings. I have asked Sonnering and Squall to each send you back your scrolls with their own reports to confirm secret from myself in case I am afflicted with some bond or tether that I'm unaware of. If it turns out I am indeed uh, tethered to someone other than Morgan, Sonnering and Squall will tell you and work with the others to unbind me. But at this time, I believe we eight are clear. The bearers will learn of this news soon as we will be calling an emergency meeting. Once we have everyone in the same secure room, we will begin quietly checking over each bearer of the Obsidian Collective for any suspicious magics, warding, or bind binding. We, like Hari, are already gathered at Lodestone Hall, preparing to call them in. Flameheart will come to you all in person once we're finished with our meeting, confirmed Leon's walker status, and neutralized him. We are trying to pull in Miss Nyland as well, since she never seems to leave Leon's side for long. If we cannot get a hold of her, we may struggle to untether Leon. Assuming, of like course, <laughs> assuming, of course, that untethering still works the way it used to. Uh, I'm aware you're all in the Feywild, so I'm not sure how long it will be before this reaches you or Flameheart arrives. It could be days or it could be instant. Either way, please keep us informed of any further discoveries. The Collective will likely close ranks to recover and reorganize, and we'll have to figure out how to proceed after learning of this unintentional betrayal. If our bearers can be controlled without any of us ever realizing, 
While we have a lot to talk about in the realm of future safeguards and dangers of the cult of the Eternal, whom we never really took seriously up until the cistern was discovered. I'm not sure if we're just overwhelmed fools or complacent at this point. This message will disintegrate after you've had time to read it in order to preserve secrecy. Please inform your friends in a secure setting and know that you have the gratitude of the Lycari despite how painful this discovery is for many of us. We all watched Leon grow up, especially Flameheart and Keladir. I can't imagine how they in particular must feel. And it's all made worse knowing we failed Leon, that none of this was his fault, but he has to pay an incredible price anyway. We will try to save him if we can, but we don't know what the cult may have done to him or how the walker tether works now. I hope that when Flameheart comes to you, it will be with the merciful news that Leon is alive, Miss Nyland has been apprehended, and that the cult is going to be pursued and dismantled. You all know better than anyone that there are so, so many problems right now. I recognize now how fractured the collective is and how we can't make much of a difference as individuals. We need to reset to focus. I and my fellow Lycari will be pushing for a united, refocused front, but I'm worried that the bearers will be so afraid of each other and the other traitors that they won't be so willing to join us, uh, join together. And that's what you get. I will post a digital version of that in the notes for you guys. Okay. Uh... I am just gonna take that in for a minute. Um, and yeah, uh, then I guess I'll I'll head downstairs because there's not really anything I can do about it. <laughs> Neutralize. I love that verbiage. It's fake for a reason. I mean, they'll <laughs> have to kill him. That's the only choice. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a god to fix him this time, and even with the gods, they had to die. So, that's for message. All right, who else? It is morning. What y'all doing? I immediately roll out of bed and start casting legend lore. Okay, on who? On what? Uh, so we're gonna use two fifth level spell slots for the first twenty minutes of this morning. Uh, the very first one that we're going to do is before I even before no even even has a chance uh, the to to tell me about the letter. Uh, first one is Roar. Uh, excuse me, Roan Mornile. I was ready for that. So, buddy, uh, casting your lovely legend lore. Uh, notes. All right. Uh, Roan Estelle Mornial, uh, the daughter of Lord Irian and Lady Asenia of House Nile. Roan was born in 470 in Moor's Rest, Harris. She ended up being the only child of Irian and Asenia, uh, as the two parted ways two years after Roan was born. I'm sorry, give me the what were those parents' names? Irian. Oh, I thought you said Irahim for a second. I was like, no. what? <laughs> He's not part of so part of Axie, no. Okay. Uh, Irian and Esenia. Um, Irian 
being married into House Nile, lost his noble title in the divorce, went back to his former life as a naval officer in Port Nataline. Uh, he ended up not being part of Roan's life at all till her late teens. Lady Asenia never remarried, but had a lover for the rest of her life that she had three more children with. Uh, due to the nature of her mother's work and responsibilities as a nobleman, uh, noblewoman, uh, Roan was mostly raised by her half-sibling's father, a former stable groom from Port Saris named Dalin. Uh, thanks to his gentle disposition and quiet demeanor, Roan grew up a gracious, patient soul who often helped her adopted father look after her younger, much more rambunctious siblings. Uh, growing up, her grandfather and the uh, her grandfather Corian uh, was the bearer of Keladir, and he, like his predecessors, was a fairly private person whose major duties in the OC were mostly to do with mediation and communication. His personal life and family were kept entirely outside of the O.C.'s business, and so public opinion found him fairly mysterious. Uh, when Roan was 15, Corian asked her if she would be interested in learning about his work and possibly becoming his successor. He saw great patience and goodness in her, and her relationship with Caladir was pure love and trust from the day she was born. Uh, Roan graciously declined, uh, insisting that she wasn't cut out for the position, nor could she leave her much younger siblings. Two years later, Essenia handed off her mantle of leadership of House Nile to her sister and was able to come home much more often. Corian saw the opportunity to ask Roan to join him again, and after much encouragement by Dalin uh, and Essenia, Roan finally agreed in late 487 and then committed to being Corian's successor officially with the OC's backing in 489. Uh, with many members already fond of Roan, she attended Mathine College uh, and actually learned from Hanayuka Gara along the way. Uh, and like her predecessors, she never committed herself to a faith despite becoming a proper cleric. Uh, she was not afraid or awed by titans and reapers, instead treating them as people and even colleagues, as she knew she'd have many more interactions with them as Kaladir's bearer in the future. She, of course, having met them through uh, Corian's interactions. Uh, in 495, during a bad bout of sickness, Corian chose to retire before he lost his strength entirely. The collective, already approving and invested in Roan, didn't hesitate to grant her the title of bearer. But Roan insisted immediately after the tethering that Kaladir be given leave to be with Corian as often as she liked. The former bearer passed due to illness in not, uh, 497 with Kaladir and their family at his side. In 498, Roan met Indira Sokolov in person for the first time when he replaced the former chief of operations in the AMC. As the former chief's right hand, Indira and Roan had written to one another on their organization's behalf many times and even exchanged a few personal letters as they found the other interesting. Upon meeting, Roan was struck not only by his looks, but by his intense, strong, but patient bearing. Uh, by the end of their formal meeting for the OC and AMC, uh, their first formal meeting, uh, Roan didn't have the courage to ask him to dinner in person, so she left a note on his desk to contact her if he should ever have a free moment. Uh, the next evening, Indira showed up at the Constanos Moore Nile estate with a dinner reservation waiting. Uh, their romance was quick to begin, but lasts to this day. In 500, Roan's finest work took place, the establishment of several massive hydropower plants in Third Greer and the coasts of eastern Garadaldathas. 
Paid for entirely by Ronan Kelladier, the two funded the finish of wave and current power generators, which were immediately installed across Third Greer Straits to bring cheap electricity to the coastal towns. While Third Greer is still working on the infrastructure to use said electricity efficiently and allow access to everyone, this promises to bring Third Greer up to speed with the rest of the world and even help them excel and exceed many other continents technologically without the drawbacks of coal. As of 501, Roan is still keeping her relationship with Indira quiet, but not quite secret anymore. They're appearing in public more often for a start. Currently, Roan is often overwhelmed by the failings of the OC and has been trying for years to unify some of the less than cooperative members. Mainly, it seems to be the differences between the original members and the mortal members that's causing issues. As natural mediator, Roan has been doing everything she can alongside Hana Yukagara to keep everyone united. It seems the Lycari in particular are growing weary of the fracturing, and it's rare to see more than two members in one place at a time anymore. It used to be that many uh, it used to be that multiple pairs would attend problems together, but with so many problems and with so much disagreement as to how to handle problems, the OC isn't just fraying, but breaking. As for Roan herself, she is, like the majority of the collective, very dedicated to the OCs, uh, like the majority of the original collective, rather, um, still dedicated to the OCs' original ideals. As Silas Moore's successor and Corian's chosen successor, uh, Roan believes her job is to help everyone she can and hold the OC together. She has never once considered leaving or giving up, and she constantly strives to pull complementary members of the OC together to build confidence. It works in small situations where two members are of similar minds, but Roan can't make enough of an impact to really fix what's wrong at the core. That's what you get. You're muted, buddy. So as far as we know, which is now a significant amount, um, Roan is clean. Um, Taylor, mm-hmm? I know that you have one thing that I would be interested in Legend Lorian prepared, but yeah. the other thing that you may not be ready oh, for, fuck. so this is going to kind of determine, yeah, because I realized I should probably do this. Would you be ready for a Sav legend lore? Fuck. Um, I'm going to take that as a no. I, um, I could. I could. You could? Okay. It's between Sav and the Ace of Spades. I can, I can, I can do it if you want to. It's just going to be a lot more umming and awing. Uh- <laughs> I'm going to save it because I do feel like we probably have a couple of days for this and we have a plan for Lorcan and I'm going to... Hold off on Sav until after my next long rest. Uh, and then um, I am going to... I'll do the Ace of Spades instead. I just had the yes thing from my uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really not that crazy. Um, so... The Ace of Spades, a customized Molinarch Ace Pepper Box Special. Uh, built in 199 E1AC, personally by Ansem Molinarch himself, the founder of Molinarch Arms. Uh, requires attunement for some of the abilities. 
legend lore will tell you that the famous Ace of Spades was carried by the legendary Mar uh, Lady Marin Veneer from 199 to the end of her life in 289. Uh, it was heavily enchanted within a few years of Obsidian Day, uh, Valder 8th of 200, uh, giving the gun its immense lifespan and reliability and continuous fame across Lady Veneer's life as a marvel of the modern and magical world. It passed into the possession of Lady Veneer's daughter, Artesia, after the lady's death. While Marin's rifle, Overwatch, was donated to the Lodestone Museum by Artesia, she personally carried Ace of Spades most of her later life. During her twilight years, she entrusted the gun to her great-grandson, Lanning, uh, when he was chosen to be the next bearer of Flamehearts. Um, there is a thing that I think I need to fix with the family tree, but ignore that for the moment. Um, Lanning, Artesia's great-grandson, uh, let's see. Uh, Lanning was also chosen to be the next bearer of Flameheart. Uh, she did not give up her bearership till her death, so Lanning took over after her funeral when he was 29. At age 31, he was nearly stripped of his bearership after attempting to personally assassinate Emperor Venwir Sarlassian of the Hesperian Empire during peace talks. A treaty was never struck, and Lanning was arrested, disarmed, and tried by the rest of the collective. When it was revealed that Lanning had been charmed into drawing his gun by a Hesperian mage, Lanning was found innocent. He donated the Ace of Spades to the Lodestone Museum until such a time that his mind was better steeled against such charms. But unfortunately, he died only a year later under suspicious circumstances. To this day, most folk believe the Hesperian Empire had him assassinated. And until about 491, uh, the Ace of Spades remained in the museum on temporary donation from the Veneer family. Few people know what Min uh, Marin was going for with the six alchemical symbols on her gun. Some think they uh, represent the collective as well as the gods and titans. Those who think uh, Marin wouldn't compare the two groups in such a way believe that the symbols are reminiscent of the symbols granted to the bearers, as well as showing the elemental enchantment of said barrel. But they have no answer as to why Marin would have left life and death off the gun, considering they corresponded to one of her most powerful allies and her own husband. The truth is that Marin felt she had no right to claim such elements for herself and worried she or her successors might fall to hubris if they ever had power over life and death. Uh, the weapon, becoming silently sentient, took place shortly after Marin's death when Flameheart imbued the weapon with a small shard of his own soul to honor Marin's wishes never to allow the gun to fall into the hands of those who would abuse it or oppose the original <laughs> collective's ideals. What, Ash? <laughs> oh my god, Flamey! Come on! <laughs> uh, this was long before the Originum Ex Elementis was written, and the ideals of the Collective were much more focused and sure during Marin's time. Thus, the Ace favored the Veneers truest to Marin's legacy, but would allow any wielder approved by Flameheart, or any who acted in the best interests of the original Collective, the common good, or in the interest of defending another. Lanning expanded upon this idea by reworking it into a curse after his run-in with the Hesperian Empire. Now, as for the curse of the Ace, uh, 
believed to be the work of Lanning, uh, will reject wielders who pose a threat to the Obsidian Collective's original ideals, not the Collective itself, or pose a threat to the innocent. If such a person takes hold of the Ace, they will experience devastating bad luck. Sometimes a sword blow may miss their target at the worst time. Sometimes their words may offend the wrong person despite the best efforts. Something can and will go wrong at the worst time, endangering the wielder's life until they give it up. Only those who have the confidence and trust of Flameheart himself or the gun's ideals may wield it without being cursed. Those actively pitted against the Collective's ideals will slowly be driven mad by the Ace of Spades, losing judgment and risk assessment skills along the way until they get killed or the gun is taken. An unfortunate side effect is that such anti-Collective enemies will become obsessed with the Ace and unwilling to give it up as though they were addicted to a powerful drug. Some even end up killing themselves as fiery nightmares plague their nights and bad luck plagues their days, but they just can't put it down. If a wielder is deemed worthy, they will dispel the curse and gain a feature known as Flame's Godchild. Uh, this allows the wielder to become resistant to fire damage whenever the Ace of Spades is in their possession and tuned. So the wielder may choose a second element to be resistant to when casting Ace Shield. Uh, fire resistance does not stack, of course. Uh, I will also give you uh, yeah this would also fit into legend lore um, the Lycari Flame Heart uh, being the keeper of the Veneer family and all their most valued possessions uh, is actively seeking to recover the Ace of Spades or was until he found whose possession it was in uh um, just for your fun, Coop, let me tell you the attunement abilities because I just want to tell you. Well, uh, what? Okay. Never what? mind. Continue. What? Okay. So, have I told you the attunement abilities? You have told me uh, the ones that originally came with it, which is the. Um, uh, actually, no, the only attunement ability that I have is the Ace Shield. Okay. So when attuned, uh, you have access to a custom spell known as Ace Shield that will allow you to cast temporary resistance uh, based on the barrels of the gun. Uh, but also, uh, the gun has an ability that you will now have access to called Recompense. You can spend a charge to cast Hellish Rebuke at first level. Which is what happened to Sala. Uh, you will also know that while cursed, which you are not, uh, the ace's misfire score becomes 15. Uh, the DM Jesus. may call for disadvantaged rolls from the player at any time, and the player's magic may get canceled out randomly. Uh, sometimes it'll uh, backfire without reason, bad luck, all that fun shit. Uh, yeah, that's all the shit. Question about the, well, one, if I can get the full list of abilities yes. either in the item in D&D Beyond or sent to me, because that's a lot. Um, is it, I expend a charge and I do Hellish Rebuke, like I have to get attacked and take damage? 
Yeah, you can use it as a uh, as a reaction. reaction. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, is there anything in there? I don't know if you're done or not. What What do you want to know about the, with the legend lore? How it went missing? How it went missing? Oh yeah, I probably should have written that, shouldn't I? How it ended up mm-hmm. with Miguel, Jesus and then fuck. yeah. All right. I also, guess we know why Serena didn't take it now. Yeah, and then also if there's <laughs> anything else regarding um, the uh, Flameheart decided not to go after who had it. I'm curious if that's me yes. or Miguel. But yeah. Um, so details. the ace went missing in about 491 after a break-in at the Lodestone Museum. I believe if i remember correctly the overwatch also went missing at this time uh and maybe potentially some other stuff i don't remember yeah i think the journal or the the scroll did the scroll yes the scroll um so those items among other things went missing um they were taken by the cult of the eternal uh specifically they were taken by people working for the Cult of the Eternal so that they could basically say, we didn't do it. Um, these were kind of not common thieves, but not like some big organization. These are like, you know, professional solo heisters that got involved. They're not part of an organization. Um, but once it was in the uh, Cult of the Eternal's hands... Uh, they very quickly realized that they couldn't use it, um, but they didn't want to, you know, give it back, and they couldn't sell it because everybody knows what the Ace of Spades is. So it became a status symbol within the Cult of the Eternal. Um, Miguel carried it not because he was the leader of the entire cult, but because he was the uh, lead of a particular branch, specifically the one in Port Saris. Um, it was an idea of theirs to potentially use the Ace of Spades as a bargaining tool at some point, if they possibly could. Um, like say, hey, we, we recovered it for you to try to curry favor with the collective, uh, especially with Keladir. Um, for a very long time, uh, no one could figure out where it had went, uh, and Flameheart and Leon in particular were always looking for it. Uh, when Flameheart did start to figure out where it was, it disappeared again, which was very, very recently. And then someone showed up and showed it to Leon Veneer, uh, which, of course, Flameheart found out about. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, Leon told you to keep it because you could put it to better use. Um, Flameheart, not only trusting Leon's judgment because they're, you know, buddies, uh, or used to be at, at least, um, and understanding what it is that your group is doing has decided to let the ace go for now. What was your other question? That was it. Okay. That's, That's all, it. folks. I'll go to breakfast. Um, yeah. Uh, you would... Uh, Sala will come with you. Um, she's been kind of keeping to herself. Uh, oh boy, that's most of the notes done. Uh, 
Oi. Yeah, most so of the I notes assume... done, and we aren't even to break yet. Well, yeah, uh, we're being productive. Things. We're being productive this time. Um, you all, uh, well, those of you that want to join together in the uh, dining hall, where uh, Walter has joined all of you as well. He's kind of kept out of the way and kept quiet because he's like some shit's going down. Um, but as each person enters, he greets you all. And uh, he, he, like many of you, probably looks a little tired, a little uh, overwhelmed. Uh, the table is laid with all kinds of different foods. A lot of them are more comfort foodie, uh, because Walter knows there's some shit. Uh, and uh, those of you who want to, sit down to Tarecki with your buddy Walter. I'm going to make some of that tea that I got from Roan. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make sure that like anyone that wants some has a cup available yeah. to them of it. I will say Gwen is not here. She's asleep. Uh, Magda will come down when everybody else is out and just kind of stand awkwardly in the doorway. Yeah. Um, actually, since Magda arrives... Um, as, as Magda steps up to the archway in there, Chris and Sala are already there. And uh, Christmas, you'll see Sala look up and see Magda. And she pushes herself out of her chair and sort of slowly walks toward Magda, um, looking a little apprehensive. Uh, and you can see she's still kind of keeping her arm close to herself, even though it's been like you know, carefully healed by combined efforts of the rest of the party, like, it's still, it's still sore. Like, I don't think mag, uh, I don't think magic takes away, like, the whole healing process. Like, you're gonna yeah. still feel it for a while. But she's sort of holding it close to herself, and she stops a respectable distance from you. Um, and, uh, she says, Hi, Magda. Hello. Hi. Hello. She does crack a little bit of a smile. Um, are you... I guess, how are you today? Uh, well, I don't think that how are you today? A little sore, slow, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, I didn't... I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking about him getting away and you were the closest one there and I knew you were sneaky and I'm just... I, that doesn't excuse anything. I'm, I'm trying not to use excuses anymore. Uh, it was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I knew it was dangerous. Uh, I apologize. Don't look down at the floor. Uh, you don't need to hang your head. It's such a pretty floor, though. <laughs> you Walter, actually do get is... a little, a little chuckle out of her. This is very 
beautiful carpet. Uh, Walter, you really outdone yourself with the design. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. You are doing that thing again. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's uh, actually really garish and carpet. Sala like, I steps don't up like to it, you but... and actually like wraps her arms around you and pulls you in. Mm. Why is this happening? I mean, okay. Because your family? I don't think family. Shut up, Magda. Just shut the fuck up. Just. (sighs) You and Gwen are sisters, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I got that from her. Um, and she pulls back and sort of holds you at uh, arm's length with her, her hands on your shoulders, which I believe you're a fair bit taller than her. Um, yeah, probably. I think I think Sal is a shorty. I'm not sure how tall she is. Um, but uh, she looks up at you. She says, I get it. I probably if I knew more about the Hydaelyn Staves, I would have thought of doing something similar, honestly. Um, And I know peeps are going to be hard on you, and I know you probably don't feel that great about it already. But I don't hate you. I don't think anybody does. I look over at Christmas. (laughs) He doesn't hate you. He's just mad. Christmas is actually sitting there like literally like this, like arms folded, just looking at Magda. I don't think Chris can hate. Not really. Mm. Trust me. I've known him longer than you have. Mm. known him longer than he's known himself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to get up. Oh, God. And walk over. Did you know what could happen? I don't know everything about those things. And the core staff is... I think that's the one everyone knew the least amount about. Still does. It's a yes or no question. I knew it was a dangerous object. I didn't know it would make it do that. I'll just put a hand on Magda's shoulder. Then you probably feel worse than you look right now. Probably, yeah. We're all tired. We're all sick of running. We all want to just take a chance to... to do something and fight back. Stop looking at the carpet. It's ugly as sin. (laughs) 
It is. It really is, Walter. Like, it's magic carpet. You can just, like, change it with a thought. Can't I'm going to hug Magda. Walter's just off to the side, like. There's a lot of hugging going on. Yeah, you're now being hugged by two people at once. Oh, God. Uh, Okay. Shut up. I'm taking it. We don't hate you. (laughs) Just give a heads up next time, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm trying to work on it. Eat something. You look like shit. Okay. I'll uh, go back to eating my food. Yeah. Were we um, doing a group hug? No. 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 <laughs> God, no. Uh, as Christmas walks away, Sala stays there for a moment, uh, still with her hands on your shoulder. She says, My sister fucking loves you. Uh, yeah, she uh, told me. Yeah, I might have, I might have been encouraging that for a little while. Um, but I see why she does, and I know it hasn't been that long, but you know, I, I'm glad you're part of this fucked up little family now, and I hope you stick around. Except you're going to have to deal with him. Ugh. Only downside. Come on. And she pulls you over to the table. I'm sitting across from Noah, looking at him. I'm assuming just expressionless, just continuing to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is Anything, really good like, pancakes, guys. Like a little bit warmer inside. Maybe like a single butterfly flying around in there. Maybe like a little damp around the eyes. Anything? Anything? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm just having <laughs> breakfast. I'm like, oh, it's good to see you guys getting along finally. Good. No, shit. no, Christmas is literally saying those things to you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nope. <laughs> All good. Nope, I'm nope. fine. Have you ever played poker? Great. Uh, that's that game with the cards and like rivers and houses and stuff, right? You know, you'd be really good at that. If you'd like, I can probably teach games. you. That would be a really great way for you to make some money. Mm. You know, or and just hear me out. I could, um, I could just make potions in like five minutes and be done with it. That's could like do that. Fifty well. gold in five minutes is a pretty good day. That's fair. That's fair. You just yeah. Damn, you'd be really good at it. Because <laughs> I feel nothing. <laughs> Lies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so as you guys are sort of like oh, filling in, sorry. While we're doing that, yeah. Um, I'm while I'm looking at Christmas, I'm gonna take out that little brick of incense. And I'm just going to hand it to him and be like, uh, so you already, we already figured out what I was going to ask about, so you can just have that. Um, although, if you could, uh, maybe the best way to find Lorcan would be for you to ask about him. Oh, quick update. Um, that fucking creepy ass doll worked. What, Effie? 
You yeah. did not name it. Named you her. did not name it. Oh god. Now you're attached to it. Oh. All right. Struck, well, make me a perception check. Oh no. <laughs> um, put 250 gold worth of incense in your inventory coop. Got it. Uh, that's going to be a 15. Okay. Uh, so as Effie is brought up, um, you glance down at her just automatically on your belt, and you notice that one of her arms has started to go black about up to the elbow. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's oh, a color-changing doll. No. Um, <laughs> well, that's unusual. Yeah. Wait. Um, all right. So I had a dream last night. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a dream. And I'm pretty sure Lorcan told me that Saad can't see me anymore. With that thing around. You know, I bought it for you. Because as soon as they told me, like, it it helps make it so people can't, like, like look in on you. That yeah, I didn't think know. that that was true. I thought oh. they were fucking screwing you over and selling you some sort of haunted-ass doll. Well... And also, it does that too. Fustrak, how much? How much did you pay for that? Yeah, fifty. Fifty gold. That's it. Please tell me you mean fifty thousand gold and not fifty gold. Oh no, fifty gold. He he said that he just wanted that fucking thing gone. Noah, what the fuck does uh, this thing no, do? I, I <laughs> no, I I am pulling on the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling on the gloves and I'm like, if you don't mind, I'd like to can I borrow it for like ten minutes? Yeah, just Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like take it very gingerly and sit it on the table. I take my and plate I, and I move as far away as I can from this thing while all the still food sitting on the at table the table. Starts to rot. <laughs> Does it really? Um, no, it doesn't. It oh, okay. Doesn't. I was saying, because my, my plate of food, I'm like, I imagine I'm doing this while also like I just put these gloves on, but now I'm, like, eating with them while I'm casting Identify <laughs> on this thing. Um, so yeah. I'm going to ritually cast Identify. All right. So you pull out your little pearl for your Identify spell. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Pearl uh, eating. Yeah. Full Ooh. Caleb. Full mm-hmm. Caleb. Yeah. Because it takes uh, the same amount of time while he's ritually casting that, I'm just going to set up our telepathic bond for the next little while using ritual as well oh okay yeah can you i will can you set up that telepathic bond i got a letter this morning i should tell you guys about completely forgot yep so it'll take the same amount of time to set that up as it does to do the identify you said her name is effie like effie trinket yeah Cool. I mean, I just I, I came up with effie because it's effigy. It's an effigy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Euphigenia. Which makes a lot more sense now, considering what's happening to it. Yeah. Did you just? Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I got it privately, y'all. Oh, oh no. no! No, no, that's a message from Vesper. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. okay. I was like, oh no. <laughs> You have to try out fire. Um, this is um, going to explode in three, two, one. One of the arms turned black, and I am slightly concerned that we just saw a crystal. Uh, so. Well, we'll see. The effigy of concealment. Effigy of concealment. How do you spell effigy? Is it E-F-F? E-F-F-I-G-Y. Okay, of concealment. Okay. Uh, this uh, basically sackcloth doll um, is uh, the sort of 
image of a of a I mean it's it's basically a small like girl doll with like yarn hair and uh she has like a little a little cap with like bare ears on it and she's got herself like a little apron on Need her it. shoes. Uh, My next character is going to create cursed items, guys. <laughs> You're already doing that. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the Effigy of Concealment is a sort of a fucked up experiment went horribly right. Um, what you will learn about it, essentially, is that um, it is a unique object. There is nothing else like this. This is not something that can be copied without understanding the process of how it was made. Um, But uh, it essentially blocks divination magic um, and it will hide the carrier from entities, even those with true sight. Oh. Meaning that it won't turn you invisible. But archfey, gods, demons, angels, patrons can't see you unless they are physically there in front of you. They don't know where you are. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And each time that she blocks uh, someone trying to look in on you, uh, another piece of her starts to disintegrate. Um, Depending on the power of said onlooker, uh, more and more of her will disintegrate uh, the more they try. But yeah. So does that mean that she has limited use then? She does have limited use, yes. Fuck. So somebody I... was trying to look in on me then. Yeah, well, yeah. Because so... <laughs> it, uh, it's for the on, group, right? On that note, um, it does apply to anybody near the carrier. Um, and it, it has sort of a variable field that it spreads out over, um, sort of to the point where unlike an amulet of proof against detection and divination, it doesn't just affect the carrier. Um, it will affect, uh, any friendlies near it as well, whereas it will not protect enemies. I will share that with the group. Um, right. We can so... pretty safely assume it was Sav, given your dream, but just on the off chance that it wasn't, it also could have been Veronestra. That's true. I mean, well, to let's be fair, assume... it could be several people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's assume that it's Sav for right now. Yeah. That makes so sense. we have limited use on this thing. If we want to summon him and get him out, we have a limited amount of time yep. that we can plan that and do that. But does so, he know that it's a limited thing? I don't think so. Most well, people, I don't know. Most people would assume, because this is a very unique object, most people would assume that if your divination doesn't work, it's because they have an amulet of sorts that protects right. against this kind of thing, and those aren't limited use, so right. while we do have limited uses, I don't know if Saab knows that. I know, I just am thinking we should probably try and get Loken back sooner rather than later. Another thing that came up 
before we acquired this doll, uh, I had another dream about him. And he told me to save Nalan, his sister. But I don't know where she is. If, I mean... Oh, I just hit the microphone. I, I don't know where she is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I... I mean, we are in the Feywild, so that probably gets us closer to where she is, but I don't know if we've gotten any clues or anything like that. Did I... I don't remember if I had, like, any... I feel like I heard something about Nolan, but maybe not. I mean, Larkin did tell you stuff about Nolan. Yeah, I know, but not where she's located right <gasps> now, because he didn't know. She's... I thought she was like a plaything of the Sealy Court, basically. She was, she but was. then she got ex- was. like, yeah, then she, she got, got excommunicated. Uh, she got so better. She got Zario San was the one who sent you information. No, he's the one who sent you info about Walter. Yeah. All that. Helena. Helena. Uh, she forwarded you a oh the dead one information. She forwarded you information from uh nope. That's about Callum. What the fuck? Where the fuck is the shit about Nolan? God damn it! God damn it! Is it not in the drive? Is it drive physical things? Every time that somebody starts saying the name Nolan, all I can think of is the beginning of Circle of Life. Yep. Okay. Oh, I keep hitting the game to the line, but not Uh, Nala herself. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I would think Nala before. Same. Garul yeah. Garmanen from the Grand Ages Library in Seeger Rafir, uh, through Indira, got you information about Lorcan. Uh, yeah. With a rush request, we managed to find a few materials mention this Lorcan creature. Um, most recent story I can find is Lorcan in Hearsome's Tales. Feel it prudent to also mention he is often paired with another entity, Nalan Sheolak. Uh, Nalan is credited a couple times with being. Uh, nope, that's not. That's not it. Where the fuck? Would we be able to take a quick break? Yes. You look for that because I ordered food and they're almost here. So yes. this is a great idea. I think I and did I must actually. Take the just Wee. find it. So yes, we will we will go on uh break. Be back at one twenty two. Stream master, take us out. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.
We have returned. We are back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Alarn Adventuring Company. Yeah. We're doing shit. Ash, I muted you. You're going to have to unmute yourself. <laughs> I made one joke. Uh-huh. My God. But you did it during the 20 seconds of silence. Silence is not the time for joking. No. Yeah. Speaking of creepy Germans, we should bring back Lord uh, Arnolf eventually. Arnolf. <laughs> oh, I loved him. Mm-hmm. He's great. Uh, I've got two about? accents for next campaign, and both of them are... It's either German or Spanish, and both of them are intensely, like, <laughs> not okay. okay. Yeah. No, yeah. intensely not okay. So, or like stereotypical, and oh, I okay. really want to do them. Oh, okay. They're gonna be great. Um, we're gonna get canceled. What, what were we? What were we doing? We're making a decision of some kind. Uh, you were about to tell us all about Nolan. Nolan. Yes. The stuff that we know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, according to. Uh, I love that you're eating salad and I just make trophy dough for myself <laughs> that I'm eating uh, with a spoon. So Lieutenant Tom reached out again to Indira Sokolov, who then in turn reached out to the Guild of the Gates and spoke to a senior archivist known as Wylandra Haytham. Uh, and she is the one that revealed Lorcan's story uh, that Magda then went on to tell Lorcan, like, hey, I know this stuff about you. Like, I thought you should know. Um, Lorcan and Nalan, of course, were born twin sisters, as we already know. Uh, Lorcan transitioned, now he, him. Uh, their mother's name is Petrata. She is a nymph. Their father is not named, but maybe one of Oberon's warriors. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, basically, uh, Lorcan had his whole uh, thing with Hearsome, uh, where Hearsome was obsessed with him when he was still female. Um, and then after Lorcan transitioned, most of the Seely Court kind of got a little bleh about him. Uh, and Hearsome uh, turned around and started chasing after Nalan instead. Um, and. Uh, Larkin and Nalan were handmaidens for Titania. Um, oh my god. Where is it? Here we go. Um, Nalan was kind of already in love with Hearsome while he was chasing Larkin. Uh, but, uh, eventually, uh, that started to, started to draw, uh, drive a rift between the two, uh, siblings. And then when Lorcan transitioned, Hearsome was pretty pissed about it. Uh, and, uh, he decided to go after Nalan. She ended up kind of giving him a chance, uh, which did not turn out well. She became essentially a single mother because of him. Uh, <clears throat> uh, because Lorcan, you know, got up to higher ranks than Nolan, 
um, and was working with like Hearsome's people and fighting Fomorians and all that. Nalan kind of got left behind. Um, uh, while still a fine warrior and battle mage and loyal to Titania, Nalan was simply forgotten most of the time. Um, once she had a falling out with Hearsome, uh, and had her child, uh, which most people believe uh, is Hearsome's, but Hearsome denied it, and Titania denies it, uh, who is, of course, Hearsome's mother. Uh, Nalan left the Seely Court, um, assumedly to return home to Petrata, wherever Petrata calls home. Now, Knowing what you know about nymphs, they are generally found near water of some sort. Um, so that's you'd have to figure out which like pond is uh, pond or lake or river, or whatever is Petrata's and her people's. But um, Nalan, assumedly, is still there with her, unless she's moved on. Um, and considering the timing of everything, uh, whatever child she had uh, is probably around a century old at this point, because this shit all happened right before Lorcan was exiled from the Feywild. So water. Um, if you need to read it properly later on, um, it's Tom's letter, letter number two. Uh, I will put that in the drive if it's not already there. Okay. Um, Lorcan was by water in that dream that I had, the first one. Yes, he was looking at a pond where there were a bunch of nymphs. Or, wait, no, it was a lake. It was a small lake. Um, Same difference. Yeah. Uh, am I... Can I do, like, a retroactive, like, investigation or perception or something like that to see if there's, like, anything... Anything that could tell you where that is? Yeah. Sure. Have you said any of this out loud yet? Well, I did say the Nolan stuff. I said that he said to find Nolan, but I'm doing a mental thing in my head. Oh, and do I get advantage because it's about yes. being rounded? Yes. Yeah. Those are both really good. Twenty-four. Um. You would recognize um, that it, it had to be a place a little bit deeper into the proper wilds of the Feywild uh, because there were no... In some places that you guys have been thus far, obviously there's been a city and there's there's a town of Barrow, but most of the Feywild is wild. Um, there's not a whole lot of proper civilization to it outside of like small clans, camps, uh, even Barrow is big by the standards of the Feywild. Uh, it wasn't until Atlaran and the Feywild started really 
uh, crossing over more that people settled in cities and towns. Um, so you recognize this is a wilder part of the Feywild, which great just knocks out about 1% of the Feywild. Um, but one thing that you would have noticed in that dream is that the little lake you were looking at uh, was surrounded by these spaced out standing stones, which are a recurring feature you've been seeing in the Feywild. Um, and each of these uh, had the relief of some kind of person carved into one side of them, uh, facing inward toward the water. Um, being that you do have this sort of natural understanding of some fey things because of your abilities, uh, you would recognize that these reliefs are sort of like guardian figures. Um, you don't know if they're actually magical or if they're just symbolic, but uh, they're, they're a nymph culture thing, specifically. Um, I look at Walter. Are you going to insult the carpet again? No, it is really bad, but, uh, it's I have... It's fine. It's so just gar- like, My it's... fucking- and he snaps, and the entire carpet, uh, shifts to solid black. He's like, better? I mean, yeah, it's gonna be really apparent when it's, like, dirty, because you go, like... It doesn't those. get dirty. Okay, cool. Uh, do you know where there might... <laughs> Wonderful to see you all again, too. Thank you. Uh, do you know where there might be a lake with uh, where nymphs frequent and there are standing stones? I'm trying to ask. Magda. I'm giving you details. Magda. What? What? Show me. Telepathic bond uh, is up. Oh. Oh, I guess it works that way. Okay. I, I think about the the scene that I saw. Cool. I, fucking fortune mare. Make me a history check. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the guy who literally his patron is the... I know. The I princess I of dryads and nymphs. <laughs> I didn't think that um, like <laughs> yeah. telepathic bond could really work visually, but I yeah, guess yeah, we it did can. that before once. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, with, uh, I guess so. yeah, that time when that other oh, time when Sala almost died. That wasn't anyone's <laughs> fault, though. Okay, that's you guys two. did it. You guys did it with Sala's thing and with the ripcord, I believe, because Noah shared what the location looked like. <laughs> you said history. History with advantage. That's good. Let's see if we can do better. That's one less better. Um, 20... <laughs> I just forgot how math works. 14 plus 9. 23. 23. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of places like this in the Feywild. Um, but, Mr. Fortune Mayor, you know this place in particular. You've been there. Um... It jogs a little bit of a memory where you're not sure what the purpose was, but you know you were with Varanestra. I love that I just casually get memories back now. Like, it yeah. used to be such a big deal, and now it's just like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. Okay. There's another one. Oh, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a reason. Um, yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, you know you're with Veronastro. You don't know what you were doing other than just tagging along. Um, but you went by this particular little lake. And she was showing you some of the rarer flowers that bloom on its shores and whatnot. And being the uh, princess of nymphs and dryads and all that, um, she generally has a pretty good rapport with uh, those sorts of people. Um, you remember uh, walking along the shore with her and all of these painfully beautiful people of all genders, all shapes, all sizes, uh, just sort of lounging like goddesses and gods on the shore of this lake. Um, and you remember being uh, introduced to a couple that were sort of like Veronestra's favorites who had been with her a very long time. Uh, even a couple former like fling lovers and so on and so forth because that's the kind of person Veronestra is. Uh, and um, you remember seeing these reliefs, and actually you remember one of them not being there. So it had to have been recently carved. Um, and among them, you remember meeting uh, one, well, not meeting her so much, but you remember one of the nymphs looking at Veronestra from sort of a ways away, this beautiful, very dark-skinned, dark-haired nymph, uh, who, for all intents and purposes, looks sort of elven, but with sort of finned, slightly, ears, and a couple more, like, fins along the elbows, and so on and so forth. Um, you remember her looking across at Varanestra and her eyes, like, narrowing in suspicion and hate, even. And she disappeared into the water before Varanestra could get close to her. And you realize... That woman looked a lot like Lorcan, but older. Um, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Uh, doesn't matter. Okay, um, we'll do it in the order I like then. Uh, bad news first. Okay. Uh, we... Days before, uh, even maybe a day before cutting ties with Veronestra, uh, we may need her help. Because the good news is that I've actually been there before. Okay. There's more bad news. Um, I don't know... I don't know that Veronestra is on the best of terms with the uh, people that we need to see. I mean, but so again, good news. I have have been there before. Okay, and you don't remember how how to get back? Do I remember how to get back? You have <clears throat> a rough idea of where it is. Okay, it's actually not is that it, far away. It's oh god. Um, is it uh, something that Morgan or Ross might be able to help with? Yeah, I would prefer to not rely on Veronestra's help as much as possible. Well, see, here's the other thing. There's some other good news. If my incredibly uh, comprehensive and not ever-shifting uh, memory is anything to go by, 
because uh, we know how rock solid that is. Uh, we may not need either of them, and I may be able to get us there because it's Good not man. too far away from here. Let's do that. Then. At that time, Christmas. Oh God! You hear oh, no. a chance to talk to you guys. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> no, nothing. Keep going. What do you need? Nothing. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Uh, it is a big deal. <laughs> Please it's, postpone it's, this moment from happening. <laughs> it's just a quick thing. Uh, you hear a voice in your head. Uh, terribly head? sorry to bother you, Mr. Fortune Mayor, but my darling Robin has just informed me that, well, my reascension is approaching. It's been so terribly long that I'd lost track of time. We will, of course, take care of your induction to the Court of Reckoning as planned, but I hope you'll return with the new moon to join us all for a celebration. If, you're ever at- if you've never attended a proper Feast of the Wilds, as the local fey folk call it, you simply have to attend. And of course, your friends are welcome too. I've just learned that Mr. Wildborn is in fact a knight of my dear Ethvara, so she will certainly like to see him there. <laughs> I'll happily send someone to ferry you all here whenever you're ready, regardless of where you are when the time arrives. Be well, my dear. Did we all hear that? No, just Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Christmas is literally like mid-sentence, just stops talking. It's just like, but, you know, again, like, we get to, we start with bad news, we end with good news. The good news, just, you know, it let... The good, okay. what's Chris, the good news? Chris, you gotta talk to us. Do you smell toes? <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah. There, hold on. Uh, food strike. I do. There's literally toast on the table. Uh, so. Oh, shit, there is. <laughs> maybe. Oh, oh maybe, So, I. Mm, <clears throat> a thought. We could run off to this area in a rush and 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 try to to do that now um or a thought uh we could go to a party instead now hear me out uh because um i've just heard from morrigan that was the reason why i stopped talking for a minute and um Morrigan is going to be reascending. Is that good? I think bad? that's a very good thing, actually. Okay. And, uh. Guess on that message, though. Well, there's, uh. There's going to be a feast. And we are invited. And Morrigan will be sending for us when we would like to be picked up for said feast. Now, uh, there were several different types of creatures that were in uh, Morrigan's office when Fustrock and I were there, although it wasn't much of an office anymore at this point. I don't know if we've talked about that. Anyway, there were definitely... um, Taylor, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong. uh, There were definitely some dryads and nymphs in Dryads, nymphs, satyrs, fawns, uh, some humans, halflings, other things, elves, eladrin, fomorians, all kinds. 
If there are dryads and nymphs that are not on the best of terms with Varanestra and the Seelie Court, um, the one place I imagine that they would be would be this party. Mm-hmm. And we could mm-hmm. potentially find ourselves a guide who we can trust uh, to get us where we need to be. Also, Ooh. also, <clears throat> party. And it might not. Party. It might not hurt to, uh, you know, have uh, have Chris's patron and a reascending god um, looking out for us a little more. Yeah. By the way, Fustrock, apparently you're some kind of knight now. I don't know. I I don't remember you getting dubbed. Did you do that when you were in the? Did a bird do like the shoulder thing? I, I look at like, I look at Noah and I go and I just like point at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Noah, you turned Fustrock into a knight. Yes. Uh I so the thing is what you have to do is the reason we were outside is because I had to catch the Phoenix and then like hit him with it in order to turn him into a Phoenix knight. So grab the bird <laughs> by the feet yeah. basically yeah. and dub him. Is that like a yeah. Reese's Ridge thing? Are you royalty, basically? So you have the power to do that. That's nope. how they uh, they uh, crown the winner of the Chicken Wing Festival. You take a chicken, oh you God. straighten it out, and you do the sword thing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, poor chicken! It's a rubber chicken, chicken, so it's, right it does. Oh, when okay. you touch the shoulder, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God! I believe that's all that I have. But that that, that seems. Sorry. I mean, does that seem like a good plan? Yeah, I guess we have to go I to mean, another party. Are there going to be more dinosaurs at this one? To be fair, I mean, maybe? I don't know. To be fair, we wanted to head back in that direction anyway. And this could end up being two birds and one stone. I don't uh, know if the Phoenix can hear me, but she may have found that uh, offensive. I will note to you guys that she did say that the party will take place on the new moon. You can go back whenever you want. But the new moon being that it was just the start of the month recently, the new moon occurs in the middle of the month. Um, So we've got a few days. You got a few days, definitely, depending on how the Feywild time dilation works. Considering you got a note from Vesper saying it was DS 7th, um, it's a little closer, but you still have time. So we oh. can, I mean, Flameheart's going to be showing up here soon anyway. We want to hear from Karth. Uh, Taylor, I remind me. I haven't told you guys that yet, but okay. In the, well, I knew Flameheart was going to be showing up Oh, anyway. okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, the, she, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. The Court of Reckoning... I sent it to you. The... <clears throat> I don't have Facebook open while it's I like stream. You know how much RAM that takes up? Um, A percent? Uh, not if Correct. you're using... Not if you're using Chrome. <laughs> I wanted to... First take Okay, so based on this message, it sounds like she wants to save the uh, induction to the Court of Reckoning until after this. Mm 
Would that be a correct, would that be a good assumption to make? Can I insight check this block of text that you sent me? You can insight it because I definitely didn't tell you that. Okay. Uh, 17 plus 522. Uh, she said she'll take care of your induction as planned, and she did say that she was going to do it as soon as possible. So, unless you want to postpone it till after her reascension, it would take place before. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, unless anyone has something else that they feel they need to do, I think that waiting for Flameheart, waiting for Karth, um, and then anything else we need to do, Lord knows we could use a few days to just breathe. And then we can head back. Question. Answer. Daily double. Does yeah. anyone know what will happen when she reascends? That's what I'm wondering. Like, does she get sucked through the demi weir, or does she just exist as the only god on this side of it, or? Like, well, I mean, getting hoovered up by a by a big ass wall would probably be a little terrifying. Technically, the Titans and Reapers are gods; they're just lesser gods. Yeah, yeah. just trying to. She's on this side of the Demiweir, yes. so she stays here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We get a significant amount of firepower against Sav. Is what happens. Yep. Uh, so I have a little bit to add to, you know, what's going on here. So I got a letter this morning, a super classified letter. Um, I'm doing this over the telepathic bond. Uh, so I got a letter from Vesper. Apparently it is already Dioth 7 back in Atlaren. So uh, we're moving quick. So we don't have that much time. Got it. Nope. Uh and it looks like uh, the Lycari are starting to um, vet each other to make sure that they're not also uh, walkers. And uh, they think that all the Lycari are safe so far. Um, they're going to pull the collective back together and neutralize Leon. Uh, and they're also going to catch uh, Marceline. And do whatever they need to do to her. Right. And uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're going to try to get the collective back together and reset. Because it, they're going in too many ways, too many directions. They're not getting anything done. Yeah. We can also, I mean, when we do communicate with them again, we can communicate to them that uh, Roan is also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm fairly certain that uh, Kit is going to catch on to what we did. Uh, I mean, I know the call oh, yeah. is with Kenna, so she'll at least be able to back us up a little bit if he really like goes full assassin on us, but... Uh, 
if Kit chooses to do that instead of taking care of the Almatum, then he has failed as a member of the Obsidian Collective. Yeah. True. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who's coming to kill us? <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Um, <laughs> you're gonna sit here and tell me that I'm wrong? Kit is a princess. Grow up, dude. And her God. sister, she's a witch. Her sister um, is a witch. <laughs> am I wrong? Uh, anyway, we're not gonna meme. Um, so yeah. Whatever uh, do I, you mean? I posted messages and letters to each person who received them. Um, You are free to share them with others if so needed. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, she did mention that um, one of the big problems is that all the mortal members of, well, all the non-Lycari members now all suspect each other. And so they're not really working as a cohesive unit anymore. So uh, we're probably can't really rely on them too much for anything. True. Just FYI. Well, we do know one of them that is safe. And one that isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found out some more information about the Ace of Spades. Uh, apparently, I'm carrying around a bit of flame heart with me, which is as exciting as it is frightening. But this um, <clears throat> this gun can't fall into the wrong hands, and uh, I don't know that I have a whole lot else I can really say about it. Oh, that's a, probably a better conversation for me to have with Flameheart. But just know that I am out of the ability to do legend lore again until I get another nice eight hours of sleep. Mm. Okay. But it shouldn't be... I guess the important thing I should say is this: uh, the Ace of Spades has been a little bit of a problem for me. It shouldn't be anymore. Okay. Oh, that's good. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so confident. Uh... Okay. Well. And I feel now, what do we do now? I when I woke up yeah. this morning. Um... Would you like to just chill? Would you like to go back to Amatisalian or the break? Would you like to try to find the pond? What do you want? What do you want to do? There's a couple of character things that I would like to do at some point, but I those can also wait when we have a little bit more downtime. Because mm-hmm. um, I was one uh, going to try and do the meditation thing again and reach out to Athvara. Um, And uh, I was also going to talk to Gwyn. Okay. Um, Basically, yeah, I am setting you guys up for a little bit of downtime because I recognize that your characters are probably 
fucking exhausted. Um, and also, there's been a lot of heavy shit recently, so playing a little levity, if you will. Um, and of course, there's a feast coming up. Uh, and I'm hoping, we probably won't get to it this time because there's not enough time, but I'm hoping next time we'll have a fun little, little, little something, something for, especially for Ben, but. Uh-oh. Kill some things. Yeah. That's the idea. Can I'm I just hoping. go find things to kill in our downtime? You, you could, you could pull a Practice my assassinate skills. Go hunt <laughs> with a lightning javelin and explode a deer. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll just shank a deer, just jump out of a tree and shank a deer. I'm just tweezing the wings off of flies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing nothing, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh Where but yes, food strike. Um oh what, what would you what would you what would you like to do first? Um I think just because it's on my mind, I'm going to reach out to Ethvara first. And also, Gwyn isn't here for a reason. So I figure she's probably exhausted. I'm going to let her, like, you know. Yeah, you can you can get a hold of her later in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to try and reach out to Ethvara again. Okay, how do you do it? Uh, so I was probably going to go to, like, a quiet area of the mansion. Like, maybe if there's, like, a little garden area. Yep, there is the central garden. Okay. Um, and then I was basically just going to, like, sit down again and just try and concentrate on on the scar and this golden thread that I can't see. What uh, do you want from Ethvara? It, it isn't so much wanting, but, like, now I understand. And I kind of want her to understand that I now understand exactly what she did and like the faith and belief that she has in uh-huh. me and that I'm honored by it. Okay, I was waiting that for you to say thing. the under word understand again. Oh um, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she understands that I understand she understand yeah that we um, understand each but other. She knows that I know uh, that I understand that she understands. Uh, that word means nothing anymore. Uh, go ahead and roll me a wisdom check. Wisdom check. Not yes. great at those. I know. That's a nat 20. Oh, yeah. For 21. Oh, look at you, wise boy. Um, yeah. I have my moments. Uh, so you you settle and despite the shit that's been happening recently, especially the previous night, um, having answers about things and knowing that there's at least a couple fires that are being put out as we speak, um, there is a chance for a little more confidence and a little more clarity. Um, and you focus on Athvara, who, honestly, knowing her real name helps. Uh, and you reach out, if only to let her know that you get it. And how how does Fustruck feel about what he perceives as the mission of the Phoenix? Like, um. 
I mean, he likes it because loyalty and kindness and bravery are things that are very important to him. Um, he is also slightly intimidated by it because, you know, like it's a phoenix. It's a creature that people hear about, but almost no one ever gets to see. And even fewer people receive this. So he's a little humbled by it. I mean, he's not exactly, you know, a huge braggart anyway, but um, he's he's mostly honored by it and hopes that he will live up to the expectation. Um, especially after um, the thing with Callum. He is feeling a little more insecure about that and about how Ellen's view of him may be. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from on it, but you know, just want to get the, the point across. Okay. Um, there's not a direct answer, but this is not, this is different from, like, Ethvara is not your patron. You're not no. a divine caster. You're not a, you're not any kind of magician necessarily. But there's a link there that Ethvara does not speak, and everything she communicates is by feeling mostly. Um, and you get back this sort of feeling of pride and excitement for you. And that's, it's very simple. She is proud and excited. Alrighty. I love the idea that like the Phoenix scar glows when I do that. Like when I like yes, reach out to connect, mm -hmm. yeah, I I love that idea that just like it traces out from the middle. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a fun visual in my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, as you sort of come out of your meditation after a while, you feel a lot more relaxed, a lot more centered. Um, and you will notice that if you look down at the phoenix mark, um, previously it turned violet. And uh, now the violet is starting to lighten even further to the point where it's almost a pale lilac. Like super, like, super, like a super hot, like violet. Okay. Because I know after the first attempt, it turned more of an indigo. Yeah. It's it's yeah. getting into, like, the... Um, basically, it's shifting up in the temperature spectrum for color. Uh, okay. That's what you got. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Becoming one with the phoenix. Uh, There's worse things. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anything you guys want to do in this sort of little lull? 
as you were. Uh, Gwyn is, of course, uh, going to be up soon. But does anybody have anything in particular they want to do while there's downtime? Um, when you say downtime, do you mean like a day of downtime, or I'm going to say days? this day for in particular for now. Okay. Okay. You guys are um, safe within the mansion, so. I I would like to uh, make another potion, uh, just yeah. a healing potion. Okay. And there's uh, something that I've been working on. Um, well, since we're not rescuing Chris anymore, I want to continue working on the the torch in a bottle that I was working on. Okay. It said I was about halfway there, but I needed to roll better because I needed something to sustain it. Yes. Okay, so I'd like to work on that. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me an alchemy check. Alchemy check, guidance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nat 20. Okay. Um, with guidance and my alchemy, that's going to be a 34. Four, yep. Fuck. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, for the sake of flavor and story, that while you were in a Modithelian, um you picked up a couple extra bits and bobs that you were like, maybe this could be useful. Mm -hmm. um, and partly with your recent experience with some residuum uh, and seeing that residuum itself can be made to glow with the right sort of magics, uh, what you end up doing is combining a, uh, a quartz crystal and residuum with the things you've already got in this bottle and casting a light spell into it before uh, getting someone to cast a light spell into it before sealing it up. Um, the light is sort of imbued in the quartz and you watch uh, as an almost like magical chemical reaction takes place where the residuum actually eats the quartz crystal, but as it does, it takes on the light uh, that the quartz had and it stays. And so okay. basically what you've got now is uh, as the residuum is like eating all of the other ingredients in this bottle, you have this glowing uh, like sandy powder in a bottle that glows a very distinctive and recognizable uh, pale green, like green materia. Uh, okay. And after a while it starts to actually recrystallize in uh, like sticks at the bottom of the bottle. Okay. I have, a, can I add a little flavor to it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So I would like to imagine that I, I have all these clockwork pieces that like all this junk and everything. Uh -huh. And I would like to imagine that maybe I picked up a, uh, a lantern at, while we were in a Modithelian that's got like the, the elven, like all the Art Nouveau like yeah. swirlies around it. And um, I've, uh, adjusted it so that it can be shuttered so okay. that the light can be turned off. Um, and when you said it crystallizes on the inside, I would like to imagine that it, it all kind of falls down to the bottom of the lantern and then the crystal spikes like grow up yeah. through it. 
-hmm. and they glow, but there's a little switch on top that you can turn, you can shutter the lantern on and off. So just have like this tiny little lantern that's Art Nouveau lantern of eternal, uh, what is it? The shuttered lantern of eternal light. Yeah. Hell yeah. What I'm gonna call it. Fuck yeah. So now- It's the predecessor to the Coleman. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) All right, yeah, you have made yourself a unique magical object. Good job. Yay. It's magical? Uh, yeah. Sweet. Uh, so basically, I will tell you for the purposes of your lantern, because I've actually had these stats ready for a while. Oh. Um, being that it can be shuttered, of course, the light can be, like, capped in. But uh, for the purposes of the item, uh, it can work. Uh, in pretty much any light level and will resist magical darkness up to five feet. Ooh, that's pretty amazing. So while darkness can be cast around you, you will still be able to see immediately in five feet in every direction around you. Nice. And I believe spheres of darkness are like 15 foot radius. So Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But That's normally, cool. outside of magical darkness, it will cast uh, pretty like solid light for thirty feet, and then dim for another thirty. Okay. Okay. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you have dark vision though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm mostly doing it for the other idiots, yeah. uh, and. I love how I said other idiots, not just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I'll just make like a basic healing potion. But other yeah. than that, I don't really have anything else to do. Yeah, I imagine the lantern like takes up a good chunk of your day as you like design it to be shuttered and everything. Yeah. And then when you finish it, you just spend a full hour just going, shoot, 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 shoot. Just uh-huh. making like little puppet shows on the wall. Uh, yeah. We're pretty far from a Modathelion, aren't we? You're a day away. Oh, okay. Then I'll, I'll wait. 12 hours. Yeah, there's a few things that I need to pick up. Anybody else? You're muted, darling. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I thought you did. Uh, no. So then for Foostrock, when Gwen wakes up, uh, it's, it's midday when she gets up and she kind of wanders out with her hair all kind of pushed to one side and just just a mess. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she looks a little bit better. Still incredibly stressed. You, um, you look like you've, uh, seen... A few better days than this. Yeah, 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 that's pretty accurate. You weren't uh, too happy the other day after uh, a little sparring match. Foostrack, have I been happy within the past two weeks? I mean, you've only been back with us for a week, uh, about seven days. Um, since we pulled you off that train, so for some of that, maybe. No, oh no, I look back, it's been seven fucking days in game. In in Atlaren, because the time is accelerated, yes, it technically has been longer, but no, as of DF second, 
seven days. Yeah. Because um, the train thing was on tour in 20th, I believe. Yikes. Uh, when Gwen's had a hard time. Yikes on bikes. Um, um, but yeah, uh, Gwen like <clears throat> leans uh, sort of shoulder against the wall as she stands facing you. I was wondering if maybe you might want to do some training. Right now? I mean, not necessarily right now. We might. It seems like we might actually have a couple of days of downtime. But I was figuring, you know, you weren't super happy with, you know, how you fought the other day. And no. you've been having a rough go of it. You know, maybe if we can get some training and we can get you back into a place where you're a little bit happier. I know for me, fighting clears my head a little bit. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about it, and um, I realized I'm sort of a one-trick pony. Which, you know, worked for a long time. But I don't think it does anymore. Well, maybe there's, uh, you know, Walter's got a substantial library. Maybe uh, maybe there's something in there that, uh, that we can find help you, uh, you know, Learn some new tricks. All right. You can you can beat up on me to test them out. Mm. I think I may also borrow a couple of ideas from Magda as well. Her uh, sense for uh, you know different creatures, monsters, and see if I can learn a little bit about that and. Honestly, it wouldn't hurt to learn a little bit about healing, either. Yeah. Too bad Jasper's not here. He'd uh, he'd be great to teach you some of that. Me. Yeah. No, I mean, I wake up alone in a room each day, so I just, you know, <laughs> always get reminded. <laughs> um, we always bunk yeah. together. <laughs> I know. It's just funny the way you said it. Uh, yeah. She she nods. Says, "Yeah, I'm. God, I miss him. We're on track to be best friends." Yeah, I. Uh, it was also I sent nice. Him a letter. Oh yeah. Uh, I sent him a letter shortly after he ran off. I ain't heard back yet, but you know, he he may need some time. So I imagine so. It was just nice having somebody that. Even though we are from opposite ends of the world, we were very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she uh, steps up to you, and of course she, <clears throat> even though you're pretty tall, she still towers over you, but she puts her hands on your shoulders, and she says, I do appreciate you looking out for me, though. Um... I'm hoping that I can be a little more useful in the future. It seems like the only things I've really been good for so far are looking after Magda and getting my ass kicked. I mean, admittedly, keeping uh, you know keeping an eye on Magda is kind of a full-time job. Yeah. I won't argue with yeah. that. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't sell yourself short on that one. I used to run a really nice brothel and look after just a drove of people every day. And now I'm back into this life like I was with the crows and I'm out of my depth. I thought getting back into this would be easy. I'm a fucking Adlaran mercenary for crying out loud. I used to do this for a living. And you got rusty. Now you're running around with a bunch of nobodies. Oh, except for Noah. He's kind of somebody. You all keep saying that. I mean, most of us, especially when we started, weren't anything special. We're just a bunch of people that got stuck together. I mean, so was the Obsidian Collective. Yeah, we're working on becoming somebodies. I think I like you better as nobodies. Yeah, I'm sure Magda really prefers us as nobodies. Yeah. Uh, if it helps, uh, she and Sala and Christmas all talk today, and nobody's dead um, except for Walter's faith in home decoration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I didn't think the carpet uh, was that bad. It didn't match the drapes at all, but you know, that's kind of whatever. Oh, my fucking God. Matching the I've drapes. Had that, I've had that joke uh, waiting for like an hour. Uh-huh. And yep, you had to say it to Gwen. It could have waited a little longer. <laughs> yeah, and she, she just shrugs and smiles and says, matching the drapes isn't everything. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go find my, you know, horribly wayward girlfriend. Um, and just collapse in the library for a while because I'm still tired. Yeah. Hopefully, we can put out a few more fires soon. Uh, I think we've got something good going. We did get some good news. Um, I will fill Gwyn in on the doll. Mm -hmm. And I will fill her in on what Noah told us uh, he heard from Vesper. Um, and uh, I will also fill her in about the party and that I'm apparently a Phoenix Knight. Okay. Uh, so Gwen stands there and listens to you talk for a good 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, just gets more and more tired <laughs> and <laughs> overwhelmed. And she's just like, I, you know... I'm going back to bed. <laughs> if my dad's where I am, just tell her I'm, you know, hiding from the world. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that too. works too. That too, yeah. yeah. Actually. Magda! What? Come here! Uh, why? Am I in trouble again? Yes! Oh no. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 
Oh um, wait, is this like a good trouble or a bad trouble thing? We'll see. Uh, You're sparring with me next. I'm scared. Oh god. <laughs> uh, when when you reach them, they're standing in the hall, and Gwen looks possibly more tired. Uh, and uh, she says, "Fustruck." Have a good day. And she picks up Magda and puts her over her shoulder and walks away. Okay, I'm all yeah, I'm right, just, I'm just gonna, I'll pat Gwen on the back as she goes and then just like wave at Magda as, as they leave. Yeah, it's full on like Yasha and Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, anything else for this particular day? I don't think so. Beep. Boop. Hold on, I'm I'm answering a sending here. into the evening of this day. Uh, everybody's had a chance to sort of unwind a bit. Uh, Gwyn and Magda eventually reemerge. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Gwyn does take Fustrak up on the offer to start uh, sparring a bit. And uh, she's also going to spend some time talking to different people about abilities that they have because she is uh, looking to expand her skill set. Um, when uh, oh, Coop's not here. The, the dead owl in my bag suddenly explodes. <laughs> Nobody knows. Tiefling. I keep forgetting there's a dead owl in my bag. Yep, it is not Where did you good. get a dead owl? Found it. Found it. Now it's full of machine <laughs> parts. Yeah, now it's full of machine parts. Oh my God. Actually, I did clean it up so that it wouldn't... What do I have? Do I actually have... I have a... Oh, I have a dead bird carcass with a stick of dynamite shoved in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot. This was how we got the kamikaze tiefling name because he was yeah. building a kamikaze bird. I have two. I have just a dead bird with dynamite in it, and I have a clockwork bird that could not propel itself right now. That bag yeah. smells so bad. It's yeah, a bag it's, of got to. it's fine. Yeah. Just don't it's turn it inside out. No. Uh, so. As this particular day comes to a close, and uh, Gwyn is you know, messing around, trying to figure out new skills and talking to different people. And Magda's doing whatever Magda does after, you know, a couple hours with Gwen. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you all are Probably called... stretch and hydrate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. Um, oh, the jokes all... I want to make. <clears throat> all yeah, here, same. Uh, in your <laughs> different places in the mansion, you all hear Walter's voice just sort of boom through the entire mansion. Um, hey, as he, Macarena. 
you hear him say, uh, Dear friends, we have a very auspicious visitor who would like to speak with you. If you would all gather in the main hall, oh. please. Flamio. <laughs> Flamio? Yeah. We go. Yeah. Yeah, God, stop. No. And that's not how you spell her name. Oh, hold on. Uh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Shush, everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're welcome. TOS. TOS. All right, we're going to shut that down right now. Um, Don't you dare, Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> uh, you all begin to gather in the main hall uh, at Walter's request. And uh, once there, uh, you recognize mo- some of you. I don't know if, I think all of you have seen him. <laughs> oh, no. No, God, no, stop it. Stop. Bad. Shut it down. Oh my god. <laughs> Shut it down. Uh, I've done nothing. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. We're not doing this right now. Are we doing are we like, talking to Flameheart or what? We are. <laughs> so you all gather in the main hall and behold before you. Uh, stepping in through the portal and greeting Walter, uh, a fairly tall, moderately slim, lean, very, very dark-skinned, almost ebony-skinned man, uh, with a sort of flaming mane of hair, uh, very reminiscent of Hesperus, uh, with, uh, I believe his eyes were the sort of kyanite blue, um, And uh, he is dressed in a fairly simple, like, asymmetrical uh, tunic that sort of buttons down one side. Uh, It would be called uh, Caladrossian fashion, but he sort of made it his own. Um, And sort of looser uh, trousers, tall boots. Um, And uh, as he steps in, there is immediately... Immediately, you guys can see on his face just harrowed, just tired, sad. He's, yeah. Um, But as Flameheart enters and Walter sort of shuts the portal door behind him, uh, you see Flameheart sort of pull himself up to his full height and look over all of you. And his gaze sort of falls to the floor for a moment. And he says, well, it's done. Leon is no longer there. Is he still alive? Early. Did you remove Small the? Did you remove the tether from him? Yes. 
Did they really have to take you away from him? I, um... It wasn't his fault? I asked them to. What about Marceline? (coughs) She was... I think the only word I could I can use for her is inconsolable. Um, she of course came with Leon to Lodestone Hall. She's always with him, and she had no idea what was about to happen. She was arrested by the Lila Ritter, and. As we explained what we had found out, she begged us to let Leon go to save him because it wasn't his fault. It was hers. When we asked her to tell us about Serena Octon and the Cult of the Eternal, she promised to tell us everything as long as Leon was safe. So Caladir made it her job to make sure Leon made it through. But Miss Nyland, she didn't have control of her tether, even though she was in control of Leon. She didn't know how to let go of it. She didn't know what to do with it. And there was no way to make the Cult of the Eternal tell us how to undo it. So with her agreement, we did it the old-fashioned way. Miss Nyland is no longer with us. I'm going to, because I imagine we're all just sort of standing in the entry hall right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to walk up to Flameheart, just put a hand on his shoulder. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know what you're going through right now. All I know is it's not the first time. No. And um, what I can tell you is you are in like-minded company right now. It's been a tough... It's not the same, but we've had a tough, well, life. Um, can I get you anything? That, something to drink, something to eat. At least come sit down for a while. I do want to talk with you all about your plans for the future and, you know. Uh, the Obsidian Collective because apparently we have to rely on outside bunches and people that we don't know to keep us in check. So since you all have apparently become the check and balance to the collective, I figure I should report to you. If that's a responsibility we should have, 
Who right else now, could do it? Right now, let's just call it friends, and then we'll talk about responsibility later on. If you knew us, I don't know if you'd be throwing around that word so much. I... I... I know quite a bit. I've been doing my homework. Is there anything that we can get you before we all kind of sit down? Um, I think I should say, before we get into other subjects, and Walter sort of uh, pushes you all along to a parlor, and Flameheart speaks as you're walking. Um, Kit and Kenna did join us. The entire collective joined together. And Kit told us directly about the Almadam issue. And Kenna revealed to us that the core had been recovered. She didn't say where it was, but she was concerned that it would react badly with the Lycari, which I can understand the logic there, especially if there's a piece of Olgar Heidelin that we missed. But she has assured us that it is in very careful hands. Uh, and that it is more than just her looking after it right now. I will leave her that secret because I don't think any of the collective should know right now. I don't even know if I would be comfortable giving it to Hana or a future chairperson of the collective. I don't know if the core could ever be tamed that way. And I don't know that we could ever make another Lycari. So we will deal with that currently uh, dealt with issue <clears throat> later. Hopefully it will be useful with helping the AWAS tree. Uh, and I think it's pertinent to mention that after we dealt with Leon and Marceline, uh, the mortal members of the collective are very fractured right now. I think, I think Roan and maybe Armin are the only two really willing to put some faith into each other right now. <coughs> Everyone else is too afraid of everybody other than their like Hari partners. Kit and Kenna are thankfully working together, but I can see that relationship is strained. Yeah. And let's just say Leon's not going to be doing much of anything even in his company for a long, long time as he recovers. Do you know who's taken over? For Leon, for Veneer? His siblings. Why didn't you want him to be a bearer anymore? It's not that I... 
It's not that I don't want him to be my partner, it's that... The relationship we used to have when he was a boy was... He was like a nephew to me. All of my bearers in the Veneer family have been like family to me from the day they're born. And then losing Lady Leandra and losing Lord Aram changed him, but it didn't change our relationship. Nothing between us changed until someone came in and took him from me. And I was naive enough to believe that it hadn't really happened. I was convinced that he was fine, everything was fine. And that when he started pulling away, it was my fault. I don't think... I don't think I could ever trust him as my bearer again. As much as I love him, as much as I will do everything in my power to salvage what we lost, I don't think Leon... I don't think Leon would want this anymore. And I could never trust him the way I used to because I know no matter how much I try to protect him, there's still a chance someone could take him from me and I wouldn't know. Isn't that with anyone though? I'm hoping that I can find someone a bit better prepared for that eventuality. Do you need a bearer? We're the Obsidian Collective. We need But you're to also a person. We need to balance each other though. Is he sitting down? Yeah, you guys would have sat down at this point. Wonderful. Cool, I'm going to pull out my list of very difficult questions. Cool. Uh, But Flameheart explains um, the Obsidian Collective was founded on the structure of the Obsidian Collective was founded on the idea that these mortal bearers would balance out these powerful sentient weapons turned people that the variety of our experiences and lifespans and abilities would help us balance each other and keep each other in check. And then we would have a 17th member, the bearer of Echo, who would act as our mediator. And with the original collective, it worked out great. We did amazing things together. We changed the world many times. And even as some of the members retired or passed away, they chose successors that would carry on that idea. It started to fall apart when outside influences started changing how 
some of us used our influence in the collective. Starting perhaps with with Julia Hartstead and Vesper. Well, if you ever want to test someone's resolve or test someone's character, give them power. It was going to happen at some point. You know, it's days like these that I miss Marin more than anything. She was here to set all those idiots straight. I'm sure she is in spirit. <sighs> but as of now, the Obsidian Collective is 16 strong, and I suppose I'll be looking for a bearer at some point but I don't I don't know if there's somebody for me in the Veneer family right now well and you need time to grieve I don't have time for that you have to You all know better than anyone what's happening right now. And on my own, I'm... I have abilities, but I'm not some godly figure like some people seem to think. Then let me ask you a question. Why stay? Why stay where? Have you ever even considered, or has any Lakari ever considered that they can live a life that doesn't include being a member of the Obsidian Collective? Eternity is a long time. And I don't know if you've planned for the end of the Obsidian Collective, but whether it's in a hundred years or a thousand, It seems like the intention is that you would be there to the end. That was the idea. So what? You spend your entire life serving the Obsidian Collective and then just wait until you're destroyed? That's not a laugh. There's, there is more to my life than that, but I understand your point. It has been the majority of my life since it began, or at least since it began in this form. I don't know. I, all I've ever wanted to do is just help I I was born of a staff that was so vicious and 
unmerciful to everything that treated fire as pure destruction. And I came into this life the unintended and probably at the time unwanted partner of a woman going through horrible, horrible things. And at first I leaned back on what I already knew, fire as a tool to destroy. But I, I learned better. And over the centuries since then, I've learned that fire doesn't have to be a tool just for destruction. I've learned that I can do greater things, but I've also had that ability to do better chained by my by my obligations, by rules that were written without my input. I would like it to change, sure, but I also don't know how to exist without it. The Obsidian Collective is all I have ever known. The Collective, the Veneers, and Moors. You're a person, though. You can't just help everyone else and ignore yourself. You have thoughts and feelings. You care about things. You are sitting here not at all how I'd always imagined you from the stories. You are sitting here heartbroken and bereft because of what had to be done to your bearer, former bearer. It's okay for you to sit back a minute and come to terms with it and just feel that and just live. And then get back out there and start doing the good work again. You aren't going to be any good to anybody if you can't do that. The collective is meant to check and balance the collective. That doesn't mean just stopping them or just retaliating when a member does something against the collective it also means being there to support the other members of the collective when they can't do their job there are 16 of you right now which means that there are 15 other members of the collective and I, I'd get it's an all-hands-on-deck situation. But when you aren't there, mentally and emotionally, you're not helping anyone. You look back at 
pull up my notes here real quick. You look back at Yulia, you look back at Adrian, you look at Orion, you look at Kit, you look at Leon. It's when it's when they're in situations where their emotions have taken the better of them, where they don't sit and think and ask for help and try to do things stubbornly on their own without considering the consequences, without considering the damage that they'll do. That's that's when the other members of the collective step up and do the work so that someone can just breathe and get their mind right. That doesn't just go for the bearers. That goes for the Lakari as well. That goes for you as well. And maybe you don't have to be partners with Leon anymore, but he still is your family. Yes. And he's going to need all of the support that he can get. I... I'm in a rare position right now where the collective has given me leave to collect myself and once I'm done reporting to you as Vesper called it (laughs) I'll be honest I was going to jump back into things follow Kit and Kenna and try to be of some use there because I felt so useless for so long. But learning more about what you all are doing, I, I appreciate, Mr. Wildborn, what you said about sitting back and breathing, but I have been able to do nothing but watch from the outside for a while now and all I want to do is something useful something good something that will benefit the common good and not just the collective not just our allies but something actually worthy of the obsidian collective something Marin and Kit and Silas and Sophie would be proud of. And you want to you... go rogue? I don't want to put it in those words. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just want to make a difference without having to worry about individual opinions within the collective because I know me even being here is not exactly 
what some of them want. They think I should go on a vacation and not think about these things for a while because they think I'm too worked up, but I don't give a shit what they think right now because we have all fucked up so badly. And the only person that I think even understands a modicum of what I'm feeling right now is Keladir. And she sent me your way. Well, I'll tell I... you what. Hmm? Both boys. Time gets real fucky in the Feywild. Yes, it does. So, you know, you stopped in, talked to us for a little bit, then went your own way. Or at least that's what the story can be. But we, uh... We have some plans of our own. We're just waiting for a couple of final pieces to fall into place. But if you really want to do some good but also want to kick back a little bit we're trying to take away Sav's avatar and we have a pretty good idea how to do it also this was Lorcan, yes? yeah, also we're going to a party and a uh party if you want to come with and kick back, that'd be, I mean, it'd be a great time to relax. But it's not just a party, it's the reascension of Morrigan. There might be a bird there. Uh, well, probably cake. Like Having cake. a member. Can you eat? <laughs> Noah perks up. <laughs> <laughs> Having what kind heart. of cake? What's it got on it? Like, uh, like a bird? Uh, yeah. Wait, can you can you eat? Can the Lycari eat? Yes. Oh, okay. Then that'll be cake. And that'll be fun. If you don't want to be there you by yourself and okay. want to distance yourself from us, you can. Ju- we can ask for a plus one. You can bring Keldir if you want to. I might. <laughs> I haven't really gotten to spend any time with her lately either. Well, it's not my house, but you're welcome to stay here as long as you want. <laughs> and Walter, <laughs> off to the side, is just like, it is my house, but yes, you are welcome, sir. If you want to and, stay a little uh, bit longer and you're gone longer than the collective thinks you will, we'll cover for you and just say again, time gets a little fucky in the Feywild. Yeah. Ben, what was the thing you were going to say? Um, I'm, I'm holding Okay. Uh, oh, also, I don't know uh, how much Leon told you about Walter here, but apparently y'all are family too in ways. What? Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, look at Magda dropping more shit that people didn't want said. It's fine. <laughs> I figured since Leon... Yeah, like, you'd figure yourself right into another problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> Flameheart Flameheart at first is like oh is this 
Oh, this is okay. That's you. And he looks at Walter. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, there um, you go. So, a little family bonding time. That'll be fun. You do realize I'm with the veneer side, not the more side, right? Well, y'all kind of like, you know. Yeah, but that side of the family is Justine's side. It has nothing to do with marriage. We call Magda family, and there's no blood relation there whatsoever, so I would just I'm accept just, it. Yeah, I'm, there listen, you go. I'm just trying to be clear. There's some weird family trees going on here. Um, it, some yeah. of them ain't even from the same saplings. It's just, you know, it's... <laughs> Can you explain that joke, please? Because <laughs> you were on a roll, they at anyway, least made sense, but Annie, now I'm not quite getting it. Anywho, uh, yeah, uh, Flameheart looks over at Walter and says, You know, this is going to sound horrible, um, because it's probably going to make you very sad, but you know your mother is still looking for you, right? Oh, and no. Walter, there's a moment where Walter sits back and it's just like, oh, okay. We can work on that later after all the. Yes, let's. Yeah. It's a lot of things that we're going to have to wrap up in the epilogue, but uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of parental hunting going on, yeah. apparently. Yeah, also just due to the proximity to the core problem of the situation. Um, Maybe involving someone's mother at this particular junction is not the best idea because we want to try to endanger as few people as possible. That's why I said we're going to have to wrap it up in the epilogue. What, are you writing a fucking story or something? I read a lot oh, of books uh, and I'm not following what you're trying to say again. Can you? I think. Uh, no, never mind. No. Are we going to have to start uh, explaining jokes? I don't worry about it. They're uh, always funnier when we, you explain oh, them. Uh, you stay on track. We have to. We have to be done on time today. Uh, Flameheart uh, looks over all of you and says, "I think." I will take you up on that offer of going rogue, as you say. Uh, we didn't say that. No, you should talk to be. Noah. He's multi-class. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but he he sort of looks down at the, the coffee table in the middle of this parlor, and he says, I think... In the spirit of the uh, ladies who were around to watch me come into my own, uh, I think it's time to say fuck it to the rules and go get something done. Fuck it's one of uh, one of our favorites. And uh, Mr. Fortune Mayor. That's me. Uh, I'm aware that you have the ace. If you would would like it back, um, so far I have managed to shoot myself and someone that I care deeply about. I don't know if I just forgot how to use guns or what, 
but uh, it does technically belong to you. Well, to be fair, yeah. one of those was intentionally. Shit, never mind. I didn't yeah, intentionally. Feel- so I intentionally, although not entirely, shot someone I love. I did not intentionally shoot myself. I don't yeah. know if that's better than if it was the other way around, but mm. let me just say that I do still intend to continue living. Eyes are away. I would like you to continue holding on to it. It is, um... It doesn't have a place in the Veneer family right now. Leon... Leon shouldn't carry that burden, and his siblings, while good, are not interested in the kind of fight that you all are in. Maybe someday it can return to the Veneer bloodline, but not right now. Not until we have uh, another Marin come along, maybe. Cool. It'll we'll say in my made-up bloodline for now. <laughs> yeah. But we will wrap up there for today. Ante. Uh, mostly. Uh, but uh, think about what you guys want to discuss with Flameheart next time. Any plans you have for downtime? Because I will tell you for free that in Feywild days, you guys are going to have about a week of waiting for basically uh, unless you decide to go straight back to Barrow and do the induction back. thingy back to the break um, what? back to the break back to the break yeah uh, yeah what the fuck uh, if you decide to go back to do that like that can happen during that period uh, but the reascension will be in about a week of Feywild time. You don't know how long that'll be in Atlaren time, but uh, suffice to say more time. Get ready for a lot of legend lores. If you think of Uh, one that you want to do, let Taylor know. And also let me know. Uh, I have... Not a lot left right now, but we can also go back and buy more. I have three more right now. And the only one that I intend to do is Sav. Make sure you message me that. Uh, we will discuss more stuff uh, off stream because we got people who got to go. Uh, being that we did all of our intro or all of our self-promo stuff up front because we realized that it sort of dragged the end out. Uh, we have a new, much shorter intro, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, you can catch us on Twitch, 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, like you did today. Uh, and you can see our VODs, podcasts, and, uh, such on the following Wednesdays on YouTube, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Um, we will have some pre-records coming up in July and possibly a skip stream, but we'll talk about it as we get closer. Um... And uh, not soon, but eventually, uh, we are talking about some ideas for when we start up Campaign 3 for potentially extra streams, uh, changes to how the stream works, and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody again, and have a day. I-Y. I!
Ai, Ai, oh, I miss Ai. Ai. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Ai. <laughs>